Welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 127, and my guests in this episode are Myron Georgiopoulos and Allison LaRosa of American Truck Repair Rally Team. They had a very dramatic finish in last month's STPR, and we talked to them all about it. So grab a nice chilled adult beverage and join us at the virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Mike Shaw. And so let's see. Um, I'm recording this part on Thursday, October 20th. And it's been a whirlwind of happenings uh, over the last few weeks and since our last episode. Uh, there's suddenly a cut short Tour de Forest rally that went up and saw. We've got some clips from that we'll be uh, releasing here in the not too distant future. Then we had some planning for a test day that Oregon's going to be doing, um, Oregon Trail folks, and some new roads we're going to be looking at. So that's kind of exciting. And then last minute, I got a call just before LSPR from ARA saying, uh, so uh, what are you doing next week? And of course, as many of you know, uh, hopped on a plane and did that live stream thing. So I'll, I'll talk more about that in uh, the next episode. And of course, the other big thing was the tragic loss of everyone's good friend. Um, you know, I knew Al well enough. I mean, obviously didn't live next door to him or anything like that, but Al made us all feel like, you know, we were his best friend, uh, even if you only saw him a couple times a year. And uh, he had just that special thing about him. I don't want to talk too much about that because I'm going to plan on doing a memorial episode here in the not too distant future. But what I will say is that even though there is this like massive void left behind after that tragic loss, it was you, it was the rally family that's has made it so I could reach the point of acceptance so much faster than I ever thought was possible. The massive outpouring of love and affection at LSPR, and even afterwards, you know, with the posts and the memories and so much support, it made this really hard thing and this loss just a little bit easier. And uh, thank you all for that. It really goes to show our community and when we come together, what can be done. Another thing I'll say is, you know, ARA themselves, uh, you know, retiring their, his number and they wrote some really heartfelt words on their website um, or and in their social media posts about Al and his passing. Uh, they really stepped it up for that and uh, it was the right thing to do. We all we all agree about that, but it just shows, you know, how much he was known and appreciated by everybody. I also want to say a shout out to uh, Warwick Patterson and Dan Piker for putting together that memorial clip that was put into the live stream last minute, you know, got some people to send pictures and clips and things like that and was able to put that together in, in almost no time. And it was so good, very powerful, hard to watch without crying, you know, and yeah, Subaru, um, you know, Subaru Motorsports, they didn't have to share any of this, did they? You know, um, he doesn't drive a Subaru. He's not competing in the top level of the championship. You know, he's a regional guy, but it goes to show just how much, you know, they even understand um, how big a part of the community was. I mean, he knew some of them, you know, some of the guys there and within that team. And 
Because again, who didn't know Al, right? In some way, shape, or form. But it was just another example of just uh, how close our rally family is and whether it's the big team to the small ones. We all, you know, come together in the end. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it's just been awesome uh, in that respect. Tragic, but awesome at the same time. So again, memorial episode, tribute episode, whatever, uh, gonna be coming up in several weeks. Uh, I've got some calls that I wanna get some stories from folks. Uh, reach out to me through Messenger, whatever, and uh, if you've got short stories to share, because, uh, yeah, I'd like to get several of those recorded and kind of put together so we can have kind of this, I don't know, audible memorial thing that can uh, live on in, on the internet, you know? Sometimes that can be a good thing. Anyway, for now, <laughs> switching gears from that, um, it's all about STPR. Uh, I know that was a little while ago, but uh, you're going to hear from... Uh, a driver you probably don't really know very well. Um, someone I, I had first met, uh, Myron Georgiakopoulos. Apparently his dad did some rallying back in the day. He's got a co-driver, of course, that we all know and love. And if you don't know her, you should. Uh, Allison LaRosa. She was also a big, huge support uh, over the weekend at LSPR and dominated in limited two-wheel drive, which was awesome. So good job to her and uh, Nick Allen on that one. But. She was with uh, Myron for this event, and they had a very dramatic finish. Well, true Al Dante style, press on regardless. And they made it to the end. And uh, it's a great story. Again, shows the perseverance of our sport. So I hope you enjoy it. They're right after this message from our supporters. Go, five right short over crest into second small crest, 40, full left plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Rian Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro. Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. 40. Anyways, that's that's a different story. I don't want to come on it's this podcast. It's a different story, and, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I guess somewhere in here we should actually officially through. start the podcast. Um, oh, it is yeah, kind of yeah, recording in the background, but uh-huh. we, we have we haven't done really officially. He'll start. tell you it's off the record, and then he'll put it on the record. Oh yeah, you out. I have done that, but I did warn you. <laughs> He's gonna, you're going to put me. You you're going to put me, Mike. You're going to put me on the record talking about Doug and, and Don, and I'm never going to raise another rally with the same. No, point. because everyone's scared of <laughs> Doug and Don. It's okay. Yeah, except for except for me, you know. And then that's now that I look back at, at when I popped that champagne, which Allison, I should have waited for you also, but they were going to know it. You know, pop it, pop it. Um, I should have ran after and looked for Doug and Dawn and they should have taken a shower, you know? Yeah, but they should that's, have. That's, that's, a, that's an, a later on, <laughs> later on. That's a story for the real pub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we still like our virtual rally pub. And one of the ways that we do like to start this is, of course, talk about what we're drinking tonight, because this is definitely uh, the, the virtual rally pub. And for me, I'm starting off with, uh, I, I'm having some bourbon, guys. I'm having a... Some bourbon, uh, you're going hard. I know, Henry McKenna, 10-year. It's good stuff. Wow. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I'm, um, uh, I'm I... having... You know, Allison, you go ahead. You go ahead first, because you're the co-driver. No, you go first, because mine's embarrassing. Yeah, no, mine's at my, my, <laughs> might be a little bit worse. I'm drinking mediocre temperature Miller Lite at the minute, so... Oh, Ow. I just vomited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you're hurting my feelings here, bud. 
Um, <laughs> I remember you know, I come from and, the land of microbreweries, so yeah, yeah. Well, so, I'm gonna yeah, disappoint the, you even more than that because uh, I've switched from well, I'm not switched from because I'm not trying to you know I don't want to be a quitter. I'm not quitting beer, uh, but I'm trying to not drink beer as much, even though I love beer and beer loves me and we're the best of friends. But also roll cage and halo seats. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah. So I'm doing the. Uh, Cutwater uh, Mai Tai, oh. which is actually pretty pleasant. Yeah, and it just comes in a can. You just sounds, open it. Sounds better than yeah. warm. I mean, Miller I would Light, love so. a yeah. Well, piss sounds better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I grew up with my dad drinking Old Milwaukee, so and. So I didn't oh, like yeah. beer hey, for the longest time because of that or hams. And I'm like, beer is horrible. And it would, because no. whenever I sipped on How that you stuff, you know, stealing beer. every now and then from my dad or whatever. And most it was like, places in, my stomach. Yeah. And most places in Europe, if you, if you really know, like and Britain, they drink their beer warm or not warm, like, like room temperature. Right. So like mm-hmm. you go to a pub in, in, yeah. in Germany and they'll serve you like piss temperature beer. And, and you're like, you know. It's cheaper than water, so you drink it. No, of course. Yeah, so to, that's to what be I fair, beer to be somewhat fair, um, maybe that's a, a, a taste thing because I mean, if you think the, the right way to drink a red wine is to let it warm up just a little bit, right? Um, you don't want it to be mm-hmm. too warm, but you want it to, a little bit warm. Uh, same thing with the white wine. Normally, it's chilled, but you let it warm up to like I don't know. I think they say like fifty something degrees or something like that, and then all the flavor comes out when it's warmer. So out of the box or (laughs) 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 keep my box of wine in the fridge. (laughs) But but yes, I do prefer my beer chilled. Uh, My my preference in beers is usually darker ones. Um, I'm definitely my my go to of as far as, you know, I can't find anything, you know, special to try or whatever. It's going to be a Guinness. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't know. American trash beers. <laughs> I was disappointed. I was disappointed. We both I'll got. Drink. We, yeah, we yeah. started our drive to to SCPR like hours later than we expected, but separately to like meet there. I was like, I'm going to be there at five, and then turns out I was there at like one a.m. And you guys got there at like one thirty or two. But so finally, like the last gas station I saw, I said, I'm going to, I'm picking up beer. What do you want? He said Miller Lite. And I thought, well, this weekend's going to suck. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I forgave him and I gave him a chance. And you know what? Um, Miller Lite was cheap. So he's a cheap date. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, absolutely. he's just I'm seeing cheap, that I, those overall just like rally costs over time. And, you know, beer is part of the budget. He's keeping that, that down true. so he can maybe get better That's suspension. Hey, and listen, yeah. man, the beer beer at the moment is probably the cheapest thing we can deal with after we're do, doing what we did at SCPR. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, well, trust Yeah, <laughs> you guys have the ultimate story, which is why I have you on. Um, and I guess I should fish, officially say welcome to the Open Paddock Rally cast, uh, Myron Georgiakopoulos. And I did say it right the first time. I'm very impressed with myself right now. <laughs> Should be. <laughs> um, yeah. I got to ask you right. First of all, man, um, the, I believe STPR was your second rally. At least looking at the the history of things, I can see. Uh, what got you into this sport, man? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, a lot of people. I don't know who, how many people listen to this podcast. I'm guessing a lot do because the community is getting a lot bigger than it used to be. Um, my dad, back in the day, a lot of people will know George, George Acopolis. He ran, um, between 2006 to 2013. Um, he also owned uh rally tire, uh, with oh, right. and yeah. And a couple of other people. 
Um, so he was the first one that uh, was got, got into rallying. He was a lot older anyways, though, to get, you know, to like become a big name in the sport. He still, like I said, he still knew a lot of people. He did a lot of NASA events, a lot of Rally America events. Um, did a Rally Colorado a couple of times. I mean, California, Rim of the World a couple of times. If you guys really want to know, you can just, you know, EWRC results have everything. So what was um, the first so, rally you remember going to? As a kid, I remember, um, I remember correctly. Uh, I went to Rally West Virginia once. That was a fun rally. We did Snowdrift. I went to Snowdrift as well as a kid. Um, and I think Sandblast was a, the last one I went to before we kind of stopped. I think that was Sandblast in 2013. He came second overall at Sandblast. Um, and then a lot of other stuff happened in the, you know, in the, on the, on the way here. And, uh, 2013, he parked the car. Then we, uh, pulled it out again in 17, blew two engines. A lot of Subaru guys know a lot about that. Um, and then, uh, 2000 and I want to say 2021. Yeah. Late 21. No, no, 20, 20. We start. I started doing rally crosses here at, um, a local SEC area. Cause I'm out of Washington DC. And then, um, 2022, the beginning of this year, uh, we started rebuilding it to get it up to ARA specs, you know, um, redo some of the, um, the seats, the, the belts, the fuel test valves, you know, all the stuff that ARA requires that didn't, the car didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, originally our first rally was supposed to be headwaters rally in May. Um, but that got canceled because of snow. Right. So I ran my first rally at new England, which, uh, that one, to be honest with you, was not, it maybe was a little bit less problematic than STPR. Uh, but not definitely, you know, not, it didn't go smooth either. Right. So, right. um, I've kind of also, I think, uh, whoever saw me at new England and whoever saw me at STPR both, I think I'm kind of getting a little bit of a reputation that I like to finish rallies with three wheels. Um, because <laughs> my first day at, uh, at new England, I, uh, blew a tire on the last stage of the day and my jack wasn't working. So we drove the last transit of the day on a rim back to service. Um, um, that's not a short transit coming from South Arm, or I believe it is. All yep, the way. it's it's not. It's almost twenty six miles. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, we had a, a fun time once again at New England, and um, yeah. So I, I guess I think that's not going to be my reputation now. But I don't know. Three wheel. Don't three say wheel that. Master. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> so say instead that of Myron the Greek, we're going to have maybe Myron three wheels. Myron, Myron three wheels, wheels. Uh, yeah. something. <laughs> Myron tricycle. <laughs> Myron tricycle. I'm gonna next time. I'm oh, gonna make this sure could that end up getting uh, turned into some dangerous memes. We should be careful with yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Max attack teams before you know it. Right. <laughs> I think. I think uh, next time I like I'll run a rally with a uh, what are the, you know the tricycle motorcycles. Yes. Just so that way, just yeah. so that way, I can't blow. I can't blow up any more tires, you know. Because <laughs> if I'm running on three already, I'm not can't blow up anymore. You better uh, knock on wood right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> because we already, yeah, no, there so, were, that was the second. So the car, yeah. the history on the car is that was the one your dad drove. Yeah, yeah. And actually, unfortunately, um, when he parked it, he he lost a logbook. And we, that's the, one of the main reasons also we stopped rallying because we didn't have the, the stuff to do it at the time. Um, so, yeah, it's the same car. Uh, definitely a lot different, but the same, you know what I mean? Like the, the body's the same, the shell is the same. 
Um, but the motors changed a lot. The seats have changed a lot. The electronics have changed a lot. It's been updated a little bit. It's still an outdated car, but it's updated to, to kind of today's specs. Was it already um, going to have to meet that open class standard or was that a design choice during the upgrades? So the cl- the car back in the day was considered an open class because Rally America was um, they said it's a 2002 model, but it has the 2.5 STI motor in it. Therefore, um, you know, 2002 the United States didn't receive the STI. Therefore, it's considered a different engine, different body. Right. You know, so <clears throat> I said since it's there already, we're going to keep it at an open class. Um, Power wise, it doesn't seem like an open class car. Uh, well, I mean, with, you are on you know. the uh, starter restrictor, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, unfortunately, and and man, um, that's not fun. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. I do want to say uh, I haven't officially welcomed Allison, who's in the background. Allison the Rosa, welcome back to the Open Paddock Rally Cast. We haven't had you around for a while. How you doing? Well, thank you. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, can't complain. Got the finish. Had a great weekend. Uh, You know, I think pretty great. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess should ask him maybe. But I mean, I think we had a pretty good weekend. Uh, We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. Uh, It was definitely from you know stage one uh, a learning experience for everyone. It's always fun when it's the first um, time a driver and co-driver pair up together. Yeah. Um, But. Yeah, no, we uh, we we knew from the beginning we wanted to get that finish, and and we got that finish, and that's 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 yeah, we got our goal. What, did did yeah. he reach out to you? Is that how that happened? Or? Oh, how did we? Oh, we take all that out. Um, <laughs> I mean, editing uh, for. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you know, once I kind of got settled into. Um, once I just kind of got settled, I reached out to a few people that I I trusted with letting them know, hey, I'm available for events for the rest of the year because I originally wasn't uh, planning on being available. And uh, Ari um, uh, Montopoulos, did I always say his last name? Yeah, Ari, Ari, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ari, so, uh, Ari Montopoulos, yeah. Yep, okay, yep. So you guys, you guys nailed it. Great. That was a pop quiz. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I've known him for, you know, years and he was one of the guys that I reached out to. And, uh, within about 12 or so hours, uh, Myron called and yeah. I, I know that I, I trusted Ari. And so I, you know, asked Myron a few key questions and, and it seemed like just over a phone call that we would click pretty well. And, and I think it, I think it worked out. Yeah, I um, that's how. Yeah, that's how basically I, me and Allison came in contact. My father and Costas, which is ours father, mm-hmm. um, they were friends years ago. So, ours and I, being the second generation, we talked a little bit. And actually, I had originally asked ours to go drive for me at STPR, um, but he was booked up. He said, you know, he's got Tour de Force, which is coming up next week, and what else? Oh, he had a trip going to Portugal. Um, so he's like, you know, Allison's here available. Give her a call and, and go based off that. And yeah, that's, uh, that's basically kind of how we, we went. It's up, all about that rally along. fam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we do have all of our connections, uh, in this sport. It is, it is a pretty tight knit community and everybody kind of knows everybody, which is kind of a great thing. Um, so 
you come out to you know you come out to STPR. Have you ever like been around the STPR rally before, um, Myron, or is this your first time or what? So no, my dad ran it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it, he told me he says. Uh, this rally, I hated it. He said, I don't want to go back. <laughs> uh, you know, he said, uh, I don't know why you're running it. I said, I told him, you know, I need to get some rallies under my belt to even, um, like to even keep competing. So I said, this is the closest one to us. It's the, another one that's in the schedule. The car is mostly ready. We'll get to, into that a little bit later. Um, and, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and run it. He said, I'm warning you. It's not, you're not going to like it. And I said, uh, you know, now coming back home and, and you know, getting some of that uh, rally hangover, uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> so um, no, no offense to the organizers or anything like that. It's, a, it's an amazing rally. The roads are awesome. Um, but it's just one of those places that it's just so much like it, it's a survival rally. It is. Um, Puts and, hair and, on your chest for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, especially yes. certain particular stages or if the weather kicks in. Um, yeah, those weather. are two things yeah. that you really have to watch out for. That one, those with experience know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been there a couple of times, and uh, as as media, and I've wrecked some of the roads. And I, yeah, the obviously the the one that always comes up is waste management. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> I jokingly uh, for, for um, Bryce Proceus, sorry, buddy. Uh, I, I hate to see what happened to you, but um, my, my comment on how that stage is is basically if you take your car, if you want to, t- if you want to test, see how well your car is going to run that stage, you take your car and put it in a giant like those paint can shakers, and, oh, <laughs> and then uh, throw rocks at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah this kid, yeah. though. This kid. So. We do the first run of waste management, and it's awful, awful. It's just as good as we think it's going to be. It's awful. But he sends it over the jump. We give the fans a good, you know, a good show. It lands, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I broke my tailbone here about 2016 oh. or so when we're doing recce. And then we land, and we're going into the left six, and he goes, oh, yeah, that hurt. And I'm like, yeah, I told you. So then we go to the second round, and now it's almost night and, you know, we're tired. It's been a long day and it's just beat up. And he's just getting like more and more aggressive. Like he is going to show waste management who is boss. Like waste management is not going to win the day. He's going to win the day. And I'm like, this is how we're going to go head over tails. Like, <laughs> And it's so dusty. And so we go around the corner and this is off the record, but on the record, we go around the corner to go into the, like, it's like a 180 flat over jump and you can't even, and you know, Mike, I'm from desert. Like, so when I say yeah. you can't see, you can't see, yep. you can't even see the jump. It's like, thick and fog. yeah. And he's like, I can't see it. And I'm like, you have, what did, what did you have Byron? You had, flat 180 fucking send it or something yeah yeah that out over jump (laughs) and so i called the notes as i read them and so i called it 
and he rolls his window down a little bit. And I'm thinking he's going to wave to the fans like, sorry, sorry, like we're not going to hit the jump because we can't see it. And I just feel him accelerate. And I'm like, oh, so I lay on the horn and he rolls the window down just like a fist pump to the fans. And I mean, we couldn't see the jump until we were on it. It was so awesome. And then we go back into the woods and it was back to being horrible. But we finished the stage and there are probably, what, four or five cars just right there, just stuck. Yeah. Just yeah. broke. Oh, and, and, yeah. and especially course. towards that last part of the stage where it goes into that compound of like super rocky, gravelly stuff. I mean, yeah. um, my my dad and one of our crew guys was there waiting for us to get through. Oh, and yeah. He had said that uh, Chris Sladek with the, what is it, the, the Passport? The Passport, Hunt um, Passport, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had come through there earlier because he was ahead of us in the start order and had pulled out some rocks out. Man, and at the end, and I, was, by I rock, got out. He means boulders. Yeah, they're big. boulders. Well, especially that Man. passport. It's good, you know. It's yeah. you know, massive. Yeah, tire. yeah. It is a truck. And, I mean, it's a giant SUV. Yeah. Yeah, and and I got like I mean at the end you're gonna ask Allison uh, I don't know if she even wants to put it on the record I got so aggravated at the end I mean I was screaming I was slamming on the steering wheel because I had to it was, use my mom voice <laughs> yeah yeah because because I mean it was just and it, and it wasn't so much that the car was being beat up it was more of the fact that 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 wasn't enjoyable you know like the, yeah. I didn't feel like I was I was having fun on stage anymore I felt like I was just trying to you know just finish get to the end get to the end get to the end and it it, it became it became annoying but. Um, yeah, I mean, it was again, especially, we, yeah, after, after such a long day of mental exhaustion and physical exhaustion, and then that stage just keeps, and I mean, that's rally, right? Press mm -hmm. on regardless. That stage just kind of hits your soul of like, you're mad. You want to finish. You need your car to finish. You need your, you need to finish, but there's so many obstacles and so many different variables, depending on where you are in the lineup. It was it was a challenge, but he he pushed through. Honestly, I I was I wasn't nervous, but I did say a couple times we have two miles till we're done with the day. Like it's a marathon, it's a marathon. Um, but easily, I could have been in the same seat as he was, and it could have been my car and my money and everything, and I would have been even more frustrated than he was. Yeah, and and it wasn't so much just the waste management or just the end of the day or whatever. We had, I mean, we're going a lot further than we need to, but we had. <laughs> We had so many problems that entire day. Actually, that so many problems a couple of days leading up to the rally. Um, yeah. Like, I, the car well, wasn't prepared tell me about at all. It. Yeah, that's what this, that's what this environment You know, we're just kicking I mean, back in a pub and talking stories. So, yeah, so, so yeah. leading up so to we, the rally, what, what's the challenges in, in getting ready for it? So, I mean, uh, while running a let me do, let me back up a little bit. So, I'm, I'm 21 years old. While running a business, I am also going to school because I need to, you know, finish, get a degree. Um, so we had, I have three things happening simultaneously, right? I got to prep for the SDPR that's coming up in like four days. Then I've got, uh, GW, George Washington university. That's where I go. I have a bunch of stuff to do for school and get up to date with that. Then, uh, for the shop, I've got three projects that need to be done by then. And there's only four people and you have to do all this stuff by that time. So I said, all right, wonderful. I'm leaving school behind. Forget that. I, you know, I don't even need it, right? <laughs> so you skipped school to go to a rally. I skipped, yes, I skipped school on Wednesday, the, the, the rally, the day before the rally, uh, the, the day before Reiki. And I said, I got to prep this car. We have like 12 hours before we leave. Um, so the car was on stand still probably six hours before it was loaded into the trailer. Uh, we had just finished installing the transmission back because at New England, we blew up the center diff. 
Um, so long story short, transmission goes back up, uh, car gets on the ground. We load it into the trailer and we head out Wednesday, Wednesday night. The car is just not, I mean, it's in my opinion, it was not even like 80% prepared. So uh, we, we get there. We unload on Thursday, Thursday. We, my guys, while, while I do Reiki with Allison, my guys try to prep the car as much as they can. They do. Uh, and we start Friday morning, but Friday morning after stage one, I think, I think it was halfway through stage it one. It was stage one, yeah. Yeah, I think halfway through stage one, um, we got to check engine light on. Uh, my speedometer stops stops working, which explains and, um, why your stage two time you you plummet down the order uh, from yeah. stage one. Well, gotcha. in stage yeah. one, we did half of it without comms. Uh, yeah, that that too. So. That, yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it was really just it was <laughs> no, it was it was. I mean, it was the, the car, the amount of power. I, and if you and if you ask a lot of the, the fans that, that were there on, especially waste management, because you know that's like such a big spectator stage. Like you'll hear the car coming out of the turns, and I'm I'm revving it up to 4,500, and it'll just like start like misfiring at 45 yeah. or 5,000 RPMs because it's in limp mode. I was gonna say it's going to limp mode. That sounds like that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we ran most, or not most, all of day one in limp mode. Um, oh. And, you know, that's why, I, and that's the reason why I was also so aggravated, right? I mean, no, no question. It, you no, know, gonna, it was just sorry, so many, so many. Quick, but, yeah, yeah. Um, when you did NEFR, you also had to have that, you know, smaller restrictor on for, um, uh, you know, obviously for that event because you haven't mm-hmm. done enough rallies because you're newer to it. Um, so as a novice, uh, did you have a tune done for that restrictor in that car yet? Yes, yes. So okay. we originally the car was running on ninety three uh, with a thirty four millimeter restrictor before we we competed in ARA, um, and the car at that point was running maybe two hundred and eighty five, two hundred ninety horsepower. Um, then of course I read through the rule book and we got to put a thirty millimeter on there, and we also tune it for R five point one. Um, the same fuel that's run in, in open four-wheel drive class at the national level. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you have to so do that I, as a regional entry? No, I didn't. But because okay. my uh, New England, uh, New England, I said, you know, I'm going to do not. Na- I, I don't remember what was going on. I said, we're going to do national. I didn't want to run regional for, for New England. Um, and honestly, to be fully honest with you, myself, I feel like that fuel is probably one of the best, if not the best on the market for Subarus. I mean, it's um, super stable. I mean, this is designed yeah. for, right? So yeah, you yeah. And, and it's, all it's, those things, right? Yeah, and and it's also like WRC level fuel, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the fuel that they use. M Sport uses and, fuel, and, yeah, 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 exactly. So um, that's what we ended up doing, and we ended up getting the car tuned here in Maryland. I think uh, probably three or four weeks before New England, then we did some testing. Everything looked fine. Um, New England, we were a lot more prepared than we are than we were gotcha. at STPR. Okay, so. Yeah, Anyways, back uh, to what you were saying. I was just curious about yeah. the tune and stuff because that restrictor thing is I mean, 30 millimeter. I mean, I, you know, I said this on, on my previous podcast. Um, I, it, it's a huge restriction putting that restrictor on there. But at the same time, it's better than the rule where they said no turbos for novices. Yeah. Um, so at least you yeah. can run the same car. You don't have to buy a different one or redo your motor or whatever. You can use the same thing. You just change restrictor out and do a retune. It's not small things, but it could be worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you in, in the reason, okay. In rallying, if you're, I don't think a, a four millimeter difference in a restrictor is going to stop you from wrecking. 
right? I don't, I'm not saying that the rule is, is, is dumb or anything. I understand where they're coming from, but let's be honest, guys. I, at New England, especially, and even here, I mean, even at SCPR, I could have thrown the car into a rolls, like rolled it 50 times throughout that rally. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Well, like, I understand it doesn't matter. Saying, but I mean, this also goes yeah. into you know the whole discussion of uh, the fact the insurance looks at average speed for a stage, and we have yeah. to keep it under a certain number, which absolutely means nothing because you can have an average speed mm-hmm. 35 miles an hour with a cliffside, or you can have yeah. straight flat out and, and there's no turns, almost like a drag strip, and you're going you know 100 miles an hour, and exactly. you know it, 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 that's technically safer, but you got to have something. Um, actually, I got a question for Allison kind of coming on this subject, and I know we've kind of diverted from you how you, you started the rally, but uh, I must say I'm just like, squirrel. Um, but <laughs> Squirrels are my favorite. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, Allison, you've worked with a lot of newer drivers and, and whatnot, and w- what I was wondering about this, though, is because the fact that you have the new restrictor, I know this is something that when they, some of the, Tim O'Neill specifically, likes people starting out on two-wheel drive. Do you think maybe with that restrictor, though, causes comp- newer competitors to focus maybe more on the notes and momentum driving? You know, I I really feel the opposite. Um, I think that they are used to, well, especially in Myron's case, you know, he knew his car pre-restrictor. Um, uh. And so I think that these competitors go in knowing their car, they put the restrictor on and everything is different. Right. I mean, not significantly, just like Myron said, you know, it's four, it's four millimeters different, but, but it's different. Um, and it's already sensory overload for these newer competitors and them being able to have the comfort of the car that they've been racing rally cross or wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing that car is one thing and then adding notes and adding times and adding transit and adding right. all these other things, you know, these factors rally safe, all these things we're throwing at them. It's just another, in my, in my opinion, I, and again, I understand why it's done. You know, I was, I've been there pre restrictor and post, mm-hmm. um, but it's just another thing in the back of their mind that is a factor of their time, their performance, their vehicle, their everything. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously, I there's no control group, so I don't, I don't know. Right. If yeah. One way is better than the other. With that to begin with, you know, then exactly, maybe it might be exactly. different experience and then, for sure. And then what's going to happen when they? don't have it it's going to be the exact same thing but in the in the reverse order um so i don't know i i'm yeah. a co-driver i read notes but i just know what i've seen with drivers with this restrictor on and everything once once there's a label on it it seems to revolve around the restrictor whether it's on off you know how long they have till they get it off how long they still have had it on whatever it may be it's in their mind and it, gotcha. it they it's need to have other things in their mind. Exactly. And you yeah. Got and, and yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's, it's also the fact that like on Subaru specifically, right. Um, if you don't have boost uh, with these engines, you, you're, you're not pulling out of turns, right. You're right. not, you're not, well, it's, I mean, and it's not so much save you. Right. I yeah. Mean, you, you just exactly. don't kind of screw then, it up. And, you can just shove your foot it in might, it and it saves you. Yeah. And no, and that's funny. That's funny that you say that because yeah. that's what I told Preston. 
after coming back with a car like in pieces and i go preston you know if i had my 34 millimeter maybe just maybe i could have you know s- switched to the you know the rotation of the car to pull it out of the turn rather than get stuck in the turn and he goes yeah but what if um <laughs> what if you, but, well, you may because- have saved that turn you know, I mean, but I mean the, 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 rest of the counter argument to that, and I'm just, I, I always find this is an interesting discussion because I, I spent many, uh, I, well, especially the first year of ARA where, uh, where, where Tim O'Neill was the president oh, of yeah. ARA, yeah. right? And I spent a lot of time around him. I was doing all the events, um, for media and we had a lot of discussions around, he wanted to have two wheel drive as kind of the, uh, as a starting point for, uh, young drivers getting into the sport. And because that's something they do really at Tim O'Neill, they focus on that and his, you know, mindset is, and, and kind of so is the WRCs, is you start out with, um, you know, uh, starting out with how you approach corners and all that stuff is taking that line that you would with less power. When you have more power, you're just going to be that much faster through it. You don't need to, that line is still the better line. If you take mm-hmm. the line that you were going to save yourself with, that's the wrong line um, as far mm-hmm. as all out speed and performance. Now, I mean, that, that could probably be argued depending on how drivers, you know, uh, prefer to, you know, rotate and whatnot, maybe a little bit. But in, in a general sense, as we've progressed in the sport and you see like how Loeb is very much almost like a circuit driver and how he drive, you know, was so smooth and didn't rotate the car as much. That was the ultimate, ultimate speed. Right. And yeah. I think that's that mindset, at least that someone like Tim O'Neill would say. And if you're learning that then by the time you get that restrictor off, that's the, the driving style you should be adapting to, and then you would be moving fa- farther up the order. At least that's yeah. the argument. No, and, and you know what, Mike, and I absolutely agree with you, and now it's industry standard that new drivers, or especially talented drivers, I mean, Oliver Solberg that raced here started in a two-wheel drive. Um, Patrick Grushka, for example, that Allison also coached for, started in a two-wheel drive. Um a lot, I mean, a lot of people started in, in uh, yeah, Leah Block, for example, Ken Block's daughter is starting in the two-wheel drive. A lot of uh, really talented people started in two-wheel drives and then moved into the four-wheel. And I agree with you that that line is is very important. Um, it, the thing is, I'm not saying I'm better than than, than these people. Oh, no, it's not, very, you know, not, not at all. Yeah, they're these talented drivers. It's just I started driving at a, at a – like most of these people did, right? But um, – we didn't have like I don't think we had the financial capability as a team to go out and buy another two wheel drive or buy another you know rally car. Exactly. Um, you know, and I've also been training with the specific car, as Allison said before, with a specific car, with a specific millimeter, with a specific power. Exactly. Um, You've been doing all the rally so cross stuff and learning how yeah. it rotates with that power. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a different thing because yeah, you've had that kind of uh, kind of familiarity of what to expect from the vehicle, which is equally as important as what line you're going to drive yeah yeah and and like i said there's times where um and you said before if you just jam on the throttle there's times that it'll it'll save you or pull you out of a corner um and i'm not like i said i'm not saying that i'm better than anybody else out there or that i'm started off at a better position or whatever um but i think that it all kind of depends on where you trained and how you did it and again and how you I grew up that muscle memory yeah. 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 And, and, and at the end of the day, like I understand where ARA is coming from, right. Where they say that, you know, the insurance is requiring us to do this because you're a new driver because, 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 um, but 
you know, and that's the reason why we have FIA roll cages. That's the reason why, you know, in order to pass tech, you have to go, you know, jump through hoops so that you are safe. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's not, it's not a completely pointless thing. It's, but for, I feel like in situations like myself or in situations, and I keep going back to Grushka because Grushka is a good example because his father used to race with my father. Um, like we come from rally families, right? So we've probably been playing around steering wheels and shifting knobs since we were four. Um, so it's kind of a different story when you're coming from a, a, a rally heritage or a rally, just like background, because you've been training or you've been practicing for years already, even before you compete. And you um, putting it like that, Myron, actually really brings me back to Snowdrift, where, and Myron and I had this conversation on the transit. Um, I think it was like transit between stage one and two. And I hadn't been in all wheel drive for uh, probably a year, year and a half. And I'm like, man, I forgot how like fast you do everything how fast you get out of corners, how mm-hmm. fast you break, how fast you launch, how fast you, you know? So <clears throat> I was just working on my timing to make sure that I was, I was lined up with what he needed to hear. Um, but now that you mentioned it with Pat, Pat, I remember at Snowdrift, him just being like, come on, you know, cause he's used to test, you know, he played around in his dad's Mitsubishi, like he, the Mirage, but then he's, he's putting this R1 uh, yeah. which which his dad you know fully very similar to george came back with like your time should not be faster than they were the first time you need to finish you need to be smart you need to learn like they are, their dads are very very similar which was really kind of cool to be around um but like we've been kind of you know playing the devil's advocate to pat was not used to his r1 i mean snowdrift though last year was just like it was this year, an ice patch and Pat didn't touch the snow once, you know, he did great in a car that he did not know. Uh, but however, what could he have done maybe in a car he knew versus, you know, now that we're doing a, using a restrictor, but both situations we're putting these kids or these young drivers or these new drivers we're kind of just taking them out of what they know and putting them into something they don't know just to, please insurance, which doesn't come across, you know, really politically correct to say on a podcast. However, it is kind of the truth. Like if they've been training in these cars and then you uproot them and put them in something that they're not used to, what is more of a risk? True. But at the same time, you also have to think, you know, if you can take a single rule and apply to all, you got somebody to build something brand new and you get that some is very guy, true. I've seen right? a lot of guys. So, on their so first... rulemaking has, yes, can't several, be per yeah. <laughs> person. It has to be exactly. Global. It does have to be a blanket. And so yep. you get a guy and that I've, comes out and he's yeah. like, I've got money. So I'm just going to build an open class, whatever with and you puts know, his all portion the... a tree. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so no, I, feel and comfortable I have with seen that. that too. So you're, you're exactly right. And that's why I don't ride with those guys. Um, <laughs> no, and, and I think, I uh, you know, know those guys. <laughs> no, I think also it's got, I, where, where, where the blanket thing is, is correct. I agree with you. I think it should basically go off of like, um, like presidents, right? Like if, if we come in contact or, or, you know, Patrick came in contact with Preston after two rallies and said, Hey, I really can't like I, I feel less safe driving a lower powered car than than a higher powered car. I would request to get this restrictor off. Um, 
But again, ARAs, myself, I don't, and I don't want to comment too much on it because we're on air now. But um, like it's the ARA and and Rally America back in the day, they always had some politics in the way, and certain things needed to be done a certain way because again, either to please insurance or to please the entire politics game behind it. So, um, it's it's you know it is what it is. There, you can't do much about it, and and. and Unfortunately, we can't fight in the organization that we that we compete in. But this but was your second event that you've done now <laughs> with the the restricting. You're talking about, of course, the 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 engine check engine light coming on and whatnot on that uh, first stage intercom issues too. Um, so once you get kind of the car to work better, um, now this being kind of your your second event, being able to try and get used to it being different. I mean, I guess, how has that progression gone as you started uh, progressing through the rally? So after day one, uh, the guys sat down and they found the issues and we got power back. And really, if you look down, um, I, I don't like to compare myself with other people, but uh, we, we do it. That's what we're in competition for. Um, if you look from stage nine all the way to stage before I hit the car, <laughs> uh, stage uh, 13, so from stage nine to stage 13, uh, Chris Sladek and I, uh, we got the same thing with the passport. Um, we were probably, I think per like every single stage, maybe like five, six, four second differences at, on every stage. Um, so like it's the, when the car is running properly or even with this smaller restrictor, my times go up fast and, and, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to, you know, toot my own horn and say I'm a great driver. That's not what I'm saying. Well, it's just, I, I mean, I'll put this out there, especially stage 10, Randall, um, you guys were eighth fastest overall at regionals. That's pretty yeah. damn quick. I didn't know that. Hey, yo. Yeah, oh, no, and we, and, and, and no, and we went actually, and like I said, we went into service, um, yeah, we did. 11th, 11th overall in regional, uh, with a two minute penalty. Yeah. So we had gotten to Mobile the day before for trans speeding on transit, but ah, oh, you got um, caught up in that. We were too yeah. excited. We couldn't help. Yeah, that. yeah. And that, now, <laughs> so I mean, Allison, you've been to a bunch of these events, and, and I knew how were I knew, the transit Mike, times? I knew the, it sounds like this was yeah. tight. It was tight. However, I will take. I mean, Myron is the first to say that. You know, I told him the speed, and and he sped, but. I knew that I knew that O control was going to be there. It's there every year. Martin Brady told me in 2014 this O control was going to be right there, and we just were having a good day. And we got caught up. And it's like, I hate that. It's and it's a wide open field. Oh, it's and it's 25. Field. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there's nothing around. You just come yeah. right down this hill mm -hmm. to the O control, and immediately I was just like. <sighs> yep, that's how this is going to go. Um, and, the, you know, you can't fight it. You got to be polite. They're doing their job. You're doing yours. Um, they were, they, you know, said they got us at 34 and we were doing 34. And But you know what? We were having a good time on transit, um, which which sucks. But also, oh, that's rally. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, and I yeah. would say Hopefully that for we the remember most part, next time, but. being an organizer myself for Oregon Trail Rally. Yeah. We understand and we respect. Um, there but, are usually yeah. certain areas we'll put in O control because we know there are specific people that live in that specific, area. Specific, exactly. And exactly. even if it looks like there's nothing there, they might be mm -hmm. standing around watching because 
they will do anything they can to make sure this rally doesn't happen again. And so we're extra And we protective. don't want to be that person that exactly. makes the rally not happen again. And that is exactly why we didn't argue. We didn't do anything. We accepted the guilt or the blank. You know, we, we accepted mm-hmm. our fault. Um, because we did, we weren't following the rules, um, and that's and you exactly the only what we ones, don't I think, want in that to be. Spot that got caught. Oh, it sounds no, like several we others got no. caught there. Yeah, there were remember, a couple of other cars. Yeah. This is the rally, Mike. Remember when they did time penalties on Recce instead of monetary back yes. in two thousand? Yeah, and that like disrupted the whole finish order. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, luckily, my dad and I didn't get caught in that, but I remember Street Bike Tommy beat Travis Pastrana because of that. Right. Because of the, remember? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a he good was show. He was in the Honda Fit, wasn't he? He was, he wasn't, he was in the Honda Fit, oh, yep. And he said America he knew Honda he Fit. would beat, yep, he knew he would beat Travis one day, <laughs> and it was simply because they changed the... And I think he still never lets the, it down. <laughs> no, 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 I'm pretty sure it's going to go on his tombstone. Yeah, right. that one day he beat Travis. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. And, and so, you know, I've known, I knew, I knew that was there. I knew, but we had a good stage and we were enjoying it and just chatting and, and I let it slide and, and I should have, I should have reeled them in. But, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, we want to respect the locals and we want to, which is what we were also worried about on our transit back. We understand that. (laughs) No, and, no, uh, and, and you know we weren't going anything crazy, but no, but we and, were, and we were not we were speeding. Not to excuse myself, but um, our speedometer wasn't working. So oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's true, the reason why it's the car. Yeah, that's the reason I know, why I'm the like, car I could be lit. like, okay, in second gear, it's approximately this, and then like you But the thing the is, the yeah. range changes exponentially depending on it the gear, does, right? It does. So it's like, I was oh, I'm just kind of idling on in fourth gear. Right, and that could be a huge yeah. swing in speed. Yeah, but you know um, what, Subaru didn't get any penalties, so clearly we, you know, and and again, I view that as as my bad. We were we were talking. I was doing my math. I was getting him to where he needed to be on time, and I knew I knew that old control would be there. Um, co-driver, I forgot, fail. but I've I've known <laughs> no, <laughs> and I've known it's always a co-driver's fault, obviously. Obviously. Um, <laughs> We're the first to accept guilt, uh, but but they're there every year. Future racers that are listening right now, they're there every year. Um, <laughs> but but they're doing what they need to do to be able to to let us come back. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, no, and and like I said, it's it's part of the rallying. I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do, and and mm-hmm. that's part of being professional. It's because how, at the end of the day, the roads. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So. At, at the um, end of the day, we're we're supposed to be professional at what we're doing, right? So, mm-hmm. so but even with that yeah. two minute penalty, you're saying that you know you were uh, uh, pretty pleased with with your performance going into that second day, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when the car was running properly, when when um, our notes were pretty good in that you know that that second day, and when I finally started you know feeling a little bit better about the rally. Um, I mean, the times were, were going up, and even like I said, even with that two minute penalty, we were eleventh, eleventh overall in regional. I think twenty. I think the, the, we finished the first day twenty sixth overall. Yes, you were. And then, yeah, second day we were. I think at by service we may have been somewhere in the low twenties, maybe early. I mean, late teens. Um, it was like I said, it was going really well. So pulling into service, I mean, I, I felt, you know, I felt hot. I was like, wow, the car is finally here. It's, it's ready. We're, 
you know, I, I feel good now getting in, in and out of, of the car and, and, and going through, through the, you know, going through the stages. But at the same time, we were still having some issues because our center diff wasn't, we didn't have a, a locker. So the car was under brakes. Oh, I yeah. see. So that, so you're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with a lot of, um, uh, power distribution wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah. Yeah, so at, at New England, that's what I was talking about before. At New England, we had a, a, um, a DCCD controller, a center diff controller, and that um, I ran it in mostly locked uh, at the time. And because of that, our the module caught on fire and um, oh, it wow. messed up the center the center, yeah, center differential. And if I remember right, um, the STI uh, center diff design, that's um, it, it's like a series of clutch plates or something, right? Yeah, yeah, it has. It's like these clutch. To be honest with you, I don't even know that much how they're how they work. Um, I would talk to a bunch of super guys here and there, especially people that work for Vermont. Um, our awesome service guy Sean, he knows a, a lot about that stuff. Um, Shout out to Sean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank Definitely you, Sean. Sean Whitmer. Yeah, Sean <laughs> yes. Whitmer. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really know how they work. But going into the rally, we were supposed to have some system working, but it never did. So we were really struggling with a when the car was back in power. Um, we were really I was really struggling with a lot of understeer, mm-hmm. and um, I was fighting it a lot. I mean, even even if you try to rotate the thing, um, power distribution was just all over the place. So so, so it was like sometimes sure, it was prioritizing the front, sometimes the rear. You just couldn't predict it. You, you couldn't no. And and if you ask any super guy that's running or that has run both uh, like with a controller and without a controller, they'll tell you it's a day and night difference, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're running open, it's like you're fighting a, a, a wet cat in a box. And then oh. when you're, when you're running <laughs> with a controller, it's like, I mean, it's like smooth as butter, right? Like everything flows nicely and, and the car rotates the way you want it to. And it's predictable. It becomes predictable though. With an, with an open diff, you're kind of like just, you're just fighting, man. I mean, you're you're mm-hmm. struggling to keep the thing on the road. Well, at least it didn't um, rain, because that could have been yes, even yes, more treacherous yes. in that situation, man. But you yes. know, Mike, so I've been to SCPR when there have been like mudslides and stages are canceled and X, Y, and Z. But the dust to the to the shadow and covered True, trees, with all those trees right next to oh, the road. Man, There's no it was open so, clearing, is there? Everything was it was either loose or very slippy. Like there was no in between. And that's what, that's the corner that got us was a, it was like a downhill, you know, left like four, you know, a a winding down, down, down. And then it was, you know, obviously the bottom was a left, like maybe two or three that had like a cliff on the inside. So you don't want to get, you know, too close. And then it goes up and, and it was just so slick that, and then with the understeer, I mean, once, and then the rain had made a little, you know, culvert along the, the side of the, of the mountain or the hill. Uh, and it just, it just took us And and we've had, I mean, I've, his launches make me, you know, take my breath away more than the hit that we had, but it was just, it was just a little boop into the wall. And, you know, we were like, back up, back up, go, go, go. And that car made noises that I had never heard before. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. and it was also also at service when we pulled into service. And like I said, I, the car felt great at finally. Um, 
we, you know, I'm talking to my dad and he goes, you know, your tires are borrowed. Oh out yeah. <laughs> your tires, your tires are worn out. The car is, is now it's, it says it's running properly. And I said, yeah. And and it's, it's okay. I said, I mean, we can, you know, it feels a lot better now. And he goes, okay, we're going to throw on another set. And I said, absolutely. But it wasn't a new set. It was a used set that we had barely used at New England. Mm-hmm. Um, and what rubber and, are you using? I'm curious. Uh, I wish I was sponsored, but I'm not. Uh, we're use we use Acelera, so it's a it's a it's a it's a lot of rally cross guys use it. Okay, it's a medium medium to soft. Um, it's okay. It's it's good for its price. It's 120 bucks. Oh wow! So yeah, it's dirt cheap, and and they tend to last pretty well on a lower lower powered car. I mean, any of the two wheel drive guys, I would definitely say go out there and get it. Um, but again. That's preferences. I mean, personally myself, I like it. But it's but it's a uh, proper it's a little... rally tire, or yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Proper proper gravel rally tire. Um, so it was like great. Said, yeah, it yeah, it it slides nice. It, it it reacts really. It's pretty predictable. Um, it gets eaten up relatively evenly. It it won't like it doesn't chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. So so at service, we swap them out. We put on different set of wheels and tires. And we head out, and immediately, as soon as we head out and we go to the next stage, I mean, it's first, second on stage, the car is, is it's reacting so much differently than what it was before service. Um, I mean, the car is sliding on all fours. It's it's not understeering anymore. It's oversteering now, and it's going sideways when I'm not even pushing as much as I was pushing in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, and the tires are easy to come up to temp, and and predict what they're yeah, so, like. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing. I mean, at, at the end of the first stage after service, I go, I tell Allison, I said, Hey, the car is really is not, I don't like the way it's acting. It's sliding all over the place. I'm going to drop the air in it a little bit. So hopefully we get a little bit more grip. Um, and I think we dropped get, to 26. Yeah. 26. Yeah. Or something like that. It may have been at 20, 28 or something. Um, and we dropped to 26 or I think I put a 20, 25 maybe. And yeah. I said, let's, let's see if it gets any better and the, any better turned out to us getting into a ditch. So, well, we did, um, we did the whole first stage and, and the transits, the transits day two were either seven minutes or 10. Um, so as long as you beat bogey, you would maybe have time to, to get out and check pressures. Yeah. Um, but if you, if you met bogey, I mean, it was pushing it and, it gets to a point where it's safety. Can you get your belts on or can you right. check pressures? And yeah, so we started at, I think, yeah, 20, 26, 27 and got to the next stage. And that's where we had issues. Uh, but the issues started, started right away after service. Um, yeah. it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. The car, like I said, the car was super reactive and, and it was just like a lot different. So that's what ended up happening. The second stage after service, um, Allison calls, I think it was, I think it was a down left two. Yeah. And, um, before that turn, it was a 400 or a 450. Yeah, it was, and, it was fast. Yeah. Um, and I come fast breaking, approach hard on the brakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Loads of understeer and, le- it and went no grip. dry to dry to slippy. Ooh. Yeah, and understeer, and we hit um, the front right side into a ditch, 
the hit sounded like it was just maybe the bumper. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even like. I mean, I, Mike, I have had so many worse hits where I'm just like, oh, that's gonna hurt tomorrow, you know. And this one was just a tap. I wouldn't even say it was a hit. Yeah, it was a tap. <laughs> yeah, and so, it turns out visibility it, issues. Um, so going into this one, I'm guessing you're just kind of blind and just trying yeah. to estimate the distances since you can't see it. And uh, yeah, because he was catching dust. Right. Um, yeah. So was some of we, that problem? Do you think um, where you guys were in the start order? Um, you know, based on his pace, or do you think that was, you know, okay? I mean, the idea of obviously start order is you're just never supposed to catch the car in front of you. Yeah. Like, sometimes you might we get a little close. There's yeah. things that happen. Heck, you guys we were, were in a situation yeah. where somebody behind you might catch you after your incident. So. Those things just happened. We were but. finishing. We were finishing where they were still at FTC, um, but with the way that the time cards work, not like Rally America, when we finish on the same minute, you know, you're still on the next minute. Um, so you know, the stage before where we had our incident was nine and a half miles, and we saw the car in front of us when we pulled up to FTC. So when we had a seven and a half or maybe six and a half mile stage we're in dust um which it's it's rally that's 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 just one of the factors you deal Mm -hmm. with it um but it they they started us they started us pretty far back second day anyways because um we got that two minute penalty so that played in part into the start order Right, and you um, had just in general the car wasn't working right, and so your whole first yeah, day it was just for day two, so right? many things, man. Yeah, it's so many things, and that's why I'm saying like, and I was telling Allison also before even starting the rally, I'd wreck you. I'm like, I don't really feel that great about this rally. There's just so much stuff in the way, and well, from an organized stand- standpoint, you know, in that second day starter order, it's like, well, you could still be having issues for all they know, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So like it, the it's, people it's, that have DNF. To- uh, might not enter, but they're still going to start before us, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but long story short, we hit the ditch. Um, we back out and uh, I can tell like something's completely messed up because the car is just like everywhere. Um, so then, uh, Allison's like pull over, so at least get out and have a look. And I said, okay. So we go down, I think to a uh, 200 and then it's, yeah. a, it's a left, yeah, left one. And I pull straight into the left one. And, um, I, it, I tell was a, Austin, it was a spectator spot, yeah. Yeah, and I tell Allison, don't of get course, out of the car. Of course, right in front of the spectators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Hold on. Myron, let me give my point of view on this one. <laughs> so, you know, my, the co-driver jumps out and does everything, right? Of course. Well, I had this this kid tricked, I think, since stage one, because he's running up my time card. He's doing all these things. And I'm like, sure, do it. So we, we have this hit. And I'm like, we have like a mile until a spectator junction, so we can pull over there. And so we pull over, and I go to unbuckle my belt, and he's like, don't don't get out. And I'm like, don't gotta tell me twice. <laughs> and he walks, he jumps out, and he runs to the front passenger, you know, the co-driver's side, and he looks at the tire. And I'm not going to say it, because I'm not going to bleep it out. However, he's like, mother word. 
and it just kind of kicks the tire and gets back in the car and he's like, we're running it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right. How many right, miles were left it. at that point? <laughs> Man, at that, Four. at that Four. point, when I, when I got out and I laid on the ground and I saw what was, I mean, I knew something was messed up. Like it was so bad. And the, the wheel had moved back probably four to five inches. Oh, wow. So even um, if you yeah, it was the spare, it was then bad. you'd end up rubbing and puncturing another. Exactly. Yes. So at that point, I, I get back in the car and I'm, I plug in my intercom and I say, you know what, at this point, I don't care. I mean, if you're going to bleep like, me, bleep me. He says, he says either we're going to, oh, he said, he, we said either, Just either way, it. your dad's going to be pissed. And he said, so he's going to be fucking pissed. And we don't finish, or he's gonna be fucking pissed if we do finish. So we decided he's gonna be fucking pissed when we finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got And as soon as I backed up, I backed up, and we started going again. The car is just like knocking like oh, like yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's just stuff is clapping all over the place. And I've never heard a car make those sounds. Yeah, and, 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 I and you're probably flailing rubber company. bits everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we lost tire carcass on on the that first stage. Then he finally you know, I, says. He says, and you know, I, I know tire pressures and that's about it with cars. And I told him going into that. And so we're going and we're making all these sounds and all of a sudden it's like silence. And he goes, Oh, great. The tire's off. We can run it now. And so yeah. I was like, Oh, so now we're just running on the rim and he's comfortable with that. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, I trust you. You're the driver. You have like a company, you know what you're doing. So I'm just calling notes and we're doing 50 down these roads, like just on a rim. And he's like, no, yeah. no, we're good now. It's on the rim. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I felt, I felt a lot better on the rim because we stopped smoking. Right. Like when, when yeah. you're, you got the tire, <laughs> you know, you've got the tire rubbing against your, you don't you know, have you that burning rubber. smell, you know, so it must yeah, be yeah, good. exactly. I had rubber like rubbing against the 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 body of the car, and it this, this stuff just reeks. So I'm it like, does. I feel better now because I don't care what I'm beating up at this point. It's already so messed up um, that I'm just gonna finish. So we finished the first stage, then I you know we pull over to see how how bad the damage truly is on transit, and um, I jack up the car, pull the wheel off. I've bent uh, tie rod, control arm. What else? Um, the ball joints are all cr- cracked and broken. Um, brake line hadn't broken yet. It was getting ready to. Um, it, luckily, it suspension. Eventually. Yeah, suspension um, was still in pretty good shape. Um, this car also, because it has an FIA cage, um, is the 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 strut towers are boxed in. Mm. Um, so. I knew that even if the suspension like flew off, like we're not breaking, you're like the body's going to be okay. Right. Um, so at that point we, I, we put the spare on and as soon as we put the spare on, it blows up because there's rubbing. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was like right in the ATC too. It couldn't be more dramatic. <laughs> yeah. And, and we start, we start the next stage. We run through the stage at whatever pace we were running at. at we were some doing point, still like 40, 45. We were on yeah. a pretty good pace. And at some point I see some white pieces flying off the car and I'm like, that's either bumper or fender or the rim because we had a white rim. Um, so I guess we'll find out when we finish. Um, and turns out as soon as we, you know, we ran that stage and transited, did the last stage of the day. Um, and then at, on so transit, on the transit back. The, hold on. Cause I, cause I've got to go through it. So, um, the, the second running of Randall is when you um, ended up having your incident. Then yeah. you guys changed tires 
um, and, and do what you can. Correct. And then you do the nine and a half mile uh, Wilson yeah. stage. That's mm-hmm. not not short. Um, <laughs> not short. Right. <laughs> and then you still, so you get to the end of that one. So what's the car looking like at this point when you get to the end of that, uh, of that uh, Wilson stage? We didn't look. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, no, even, you no, didn't even go I, outside and see if you needed. No, no, I, I did checked Did you have two spares um, or only one with you? Only one. Gotcha. But uh, what I did, what I did at that point before we started Dewey, um, I had grabbed a hammer from my toolbox in the back and just hammered the fender upwards. Okay. Um, Trying so to get some clearance was, for the for the exactly. tires there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't do much because it was like I said, it was just so bent. Yeah. That. I had tried to put a breaker bar between uh, the at least a tie rod and the control arm to pull the wheel like forward a little bit. Um, okay. I, I mean, you can't the, the STI stuff because this it has most of the STI like suspension components are just mm-hmm. so so tough that they you cannot bend them by hand. No, no. no. Um, so I mean, that's like kind of a good thing because if you could bend them by hand, they would have broken a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. They, over the waste management jump, for sure, they would have broken. Exactly. Um, so, oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they. I mean, at that point, I was like, the car is so beat up already, I don't care. I'm here for the finish, and we just kept going and going and going. And we finally finished all stages of the day, and we've got one last transit left for, yeah. <laughs> um, for, for, you know, for, you know, to finish off the day. Um, the, another thing is also because the right tie rod was so bent, the car was fighting me when it was going left. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Correct, I, I got say. a great, I got a great left hand workout. Um, <laughs> he, I felt so bad. It's he like a whole other working. person. Yeah. Yeah. Bad joke. He, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, I got hey, man. Pick it up with your laying down. I got it too, but I'm my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, anyways. That's a bourbon uh, dog. No, so I felt so bad because the whole weekend, you know, we're working on timing, we're working on notes, we're working on everything. And then this shit goes down. And it's just me telling him like 17 notes to tell him that in three miles, there's going to be a hairpin left because I know that he's going to need to. And, and remember Idaho when Idaho was a national rally mm-hmm. and no one in Subaru podiumed? Um, I think Higgins lost his power steering yes, and, did. and Craig drew had to shift for him to be able to turn. Gosh, I think and so I remember all I'm that. thinking, and then they went off on yeah, the, like an yeah, ultimate stage exactly, or something like exactly. that. And Jeff it was one of that the, one. Exactly. Yeah. And side note, uh, Ryan Booth and I won regional, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just remember like all these things Craig drew did for Higgins and I'm like, what can I do for you? And he's meanwhile, like he's got his hands burnt from grabbing the brakes and the tire and the wheel and everything. And he's just like, I mean, it was just so uncomfortable. So the most I felt like I could do for him was tell him like, there's a danger 17 miles away, you know, but he was working so hard to try to get these left. Man, it was, it was oh. I was pulling handbrakes and, and clutch kicking bad. the car and Yeah, I just kept saying, Do you want me to grab the brake? Like <laughs> I just didn't know how to help. Meanwhile, and the things was, like yeah. scraping and clunking. Oh, and... it was so bad. It was so many noises you don't want to hear. <laughs> but he seemed so confident. And as yeah. a co driver, like I can't say don't fuck Are you up being your car. caught by Sorry. other cars during don't... this? No. 
one car. One car. One car. car okay. Yeah. And and, and in my, in our defense, when we did fly past all the cars to get to our like closest minute we could after the original transit, I did ask the control workers to please let the other cars behind us know we're sorry and we will pull over <laughs> um, because I didn't want to be that that per, that yeah. car that has all the issues and then just speeds past to try to make it, you know, as close to their minute as they can. However, if we didn't do that, we probably wouldn't have finished because our MPL was 25 minutes. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I didn't tell Myron about it. I did kind of tell him that we need to hurry and that there is something called an MPL, which maybe distracted him more. So in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have said No, anything. it's it's okay. <laughs> I mean, when we got back, like I said, when we finished Dewey and and we were getting ready to, I, I like I said, we we pulled over again and we pulled the rim off, put the first rim back on. We switched and, to the good. So rim. yeah, that's yeah. That, that's the the thing that makes this story, you know, so amazing and the we kind of press on regardless rim. thing that that I wanted to guys talk to you guys especially about. Um, <laughs> you, you not only drove out on on a rim you you had to do that swapping to other rims we we yeah. evaluated the situation <laughs> when we pulled oh over God. after dewey i mean okay do you guys know like when you get are you still there uh-oh i think we lost him i think we lost him we're gonna have to wait all right so i'll say what what so we pull over at the end of the last stage and which is Dewey I mean, is a seven and yeah. point two mile stage. And we had just done the nine and a half. So the whole time I'm just lying to him. How he's like, how many more miles do we have? I'm like, like two and a half ish, you know, just trying to like get him through each stage. And meanwhile, I'm just panicked that we're not going to get to the finish. And he's, so we get to, we get through and the spectators at each each corner, I mean, they've been following us now for the last three stages. Mm-hmm. And each stage that we see them, they are just lit up. They're so excited that we're still there. I mean, we're rolling down the window. We're breaking all the rules. Real official times have been posted, so nothing can be done about that. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we're just giving them a show. We're like, if we're not going to finish, if we're going to finish either way, we're going to let the spectators know. Uh-huh. We're happy to be here. We're having fun. Um, so we get through the finish, and... We get out and we look at the we look at the wheel, and it's bad. It's bad, um, but it's not as bad as the other rim was. So we yeah. kind of look at it, and and light sweep is right behind us. And it, if you know, God be damned, the last thing I'm going to do is give up my time card. So, so he you comes got two point six miles of transit. And no, no, you're, 21 you're on a rim. miles of transit. What's that? 21 miles. Oh, 21 miles. Sorry. I, I, I was... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, my. up highway. Yeah, yeah. So I I talked to, and they were great. I said, just give us three minutes. Like, just give us a few minutes to just figure out what we need to do. And so Myron and I just kind of step back and look at it. And we're like, well, we could probably run it. But then we decide, you know, it's best to run it on the good rim. Wow. So we switch out yeah, the one for the other. Um, and then we go ahead and start the transit. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, middle of Pennsylvania, all these cars show up. Well, I didn't realize that the spectators were probably all just let out of the stage. 
because there's a line of like 50 cars behind us. That, yeah, that's I mean, that was there's crazy. Not even, there's not even 50 people in that town. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh my God, we're pissing off the locals so bad. We're never coming back. Like, this is all our fault, blah, blah, blah. Well, we didn't realize till they all start passing us, giving us a thumbs up, a rock on, a fist pump. Like, they're all like, we've been watching you all day. Like, yeah, hell yeah, keep going. You know, and, and I mean, and even a Tesla passed us. And I told Myron, I was like, oh no, this is the Tesla that's gonna like in SCPR, you know, whatever. And he like gave, you know, a thumbs up. And everyone was just cheering us on. And you could just tell that they were the, they were the people in the woods all day, just watching us like, just try to, you know, get through on three tires in the wheel. Um, yeah. and, that, and that was pretty cool. It was, it was awesome seeing these people come by us with um like, their cameras like on and oh and, yeah yeah and uh, some downtown. guy and, yeah we went we get to wellsboro downtown or what is it teoga we're no by the green right? wellsboro yeah 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 and and there's this dude that's got his phone and he's walking close to us and he comes up to my side and i go hey come here come here and he goes what do you what do you want and i go when you gotta finish you finish and that's it and that's become like the quote that everybody knows now <laughs> right so yeah um like it was all fun and games until we passed his dad in wellsboro yeah so we turned right from <laughs> from wellsboro yeah we make a right from wellsboro to get to final you know to get to the fairgrounds mm -hmm. and at the light i see a silver bmw which is my father's uh, suv and he's looking at us like he just saw jesus come back uh from the dead it was because, bad Mike, oh it was my man yeah <laughs> And he pops a U-turn, and all of a sudden, I see a BMW behind me. And the next thing you know, the BMW is passing me. And you know when you guys have that face of, like, I am so disappointed. <laughs> so, like... It wasn't just passing us. It was he paced us on a double yellow. Oh. And didn't look ahead at all. He looked directly at us for, like, four seconds. Death glare, Of huh? eye contact. Yeah. And then, and then... He didn't even like fall back behind us to make sure we got to the finish. He just sent it like, yeah. good <laughs> luck. Hope you make it. And it was just like, and he goes, oh, I'm going to regret this on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but at least and, we finished. No, no yeah, I got to ask, though. I mean, on the one hand, I mean, is your dad like, oh, you, you messed up my car because it was his before? Or is it, I mean, at the same time, no, it's, it's like, wow, you thing. did the right thing. Thing. You you made it's, your way to the finish, or is it like so no mistakes allowed? It's, it's no, it's it's not okay. The car, okay. It's kind of one of those things where when he first, when I first came in, it was kind of this mood of you pushed too hard. You shouldn't have pushed that hard. You should have just finished mm -hmm. normally. You shouldn't have been if try to get you know top three or top five at regional. You should have just you know you should have backed off. But then. I go, hey, you know, we still finished. I, I made lateness time. I did everything. We, we're, we're in. I'm, uh, that's my second rally in the books. And then he kind of lightened up a little bit. What, what yeah. he was more worried about when, yeah, what he was more worried about when he first saw us was, or before he even saw us, he was worried that we were flipped over in the forest. And I flipped the car back over, and I was running with a flipped car, basically. Gotcha. Um, so, and, and because nobody knew what had happened to us, right? Like whoever was coming in were kind of like lost. Like they didn't know where or what had happened to, to us at all. Um, 
so we kind of were gone for however long. Because when people had passed us, we were out of, because we kept running the stages, and we'd stop on transit to check on things. Mm -hmm. And they weren't watching Rally Safe. They were watching Sneak Attack. So they just kept seeing our times get slower and slower and people right. passing us. So they weren't so seeing the actual... From, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where you and they were, were they were texting us and some were going through and some weren't, but we weren't <laughs> obviously looking or at messaging exactly, at a stage exactly. rally in America. Good <laughs> luck. So, but, but their sweet texts, I felt so bad once I got to the finish and saw they were just all like, are you guys okay? We're worried. And I'm like, oh, I feel so... You know, it's apparent. It's apparent parent he's 21 he's sending his kid out into the yeah. woods yeah you but know, then we and- come back in pieces and and, oh, yeah. and, yeah. and you just see his <laughs> yeah yeah dude and and it's not just that the best part is when we finally pull in and allison gives us the t- gives the time card in and we go and park the car and i shut it off and i'm like that's it we made it it's made it's it. over right and and again, I didn't. No, like, it's I, not. What I did, I don't consider it. Uh, I would much rather be at the last, the bottom of the leaderboard, and my car intact, than what I did at STPR. But I mean, it was just one of those things that it, it required to be. Not didn't require to be done, but I just I, I wanted to do it. I wanted to, you know, I mean, we had a call. We wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. So um, it was funny because later on that same night, I'm, I sit down and my brother comes up to me. My brother's 16. And he goes, hey, do you, you, you remember Colin McRae at, at a Cypress rally in 2001 or something like that? And I'm like, are you talking about the rally where he flipped the same car three times? And he's kicking and he goes, the fender to get it to straighten out. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We've all <laughs> seen the video. literally what Myron was and, and I go, And I go, I go, yeah, I remember that. What are you trying to say? He goes, the difference was, he goes, between you and Colin is that Colin actually won rallies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> low blow there, brother. Low yeah, blow, bro. I go, I go. Listen, dude. If people are gonna call me Colin McRae, I'm fine if I don't win any rallies. <laughs> you know. So, I mean, it was it was hilarious thinking about it like that. And and then Sunday kind of went by like a like a breeze. And then yesterday, yesterday morning, all of a sudden, you saw I'm, the car. <laughs> yeah. No, yesterday morning I saw the car and I'm like, holy crap! What did I do? Yeah. But then at the same time, like I'm scrolling, like I'm, I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling through, I don't remember, I think it was my emails. And all of a sudden I'm starting to get like notification, notification, notification from Instagram. <laughs> and it's just people just posting the same stuff like over and over and over again. It's like pictures of the car, like in pieces or me launching off at, at Dewey or um, like, it was just unbelievable. And, and the stuff that people recorded and the, the people that followed us, I mean, it was amazing seeing how many spectators and fans were out there watching and a twenty-one random like yeah. message requests we got. Yeah, watching a twenty-one-year-old idiot uh, roll a car through through Wellsboro on three wheels. Um, and I don't think it's a twenty-one-year-old idiot. I think it's people miss that press on regardless. You don't see attitude. That, and you can't see that in the WRC anymore because they have a specific rule uh, that they put in place about four years ago. Um, four or five years ago, where they have to have fully rotating tire, it has to be rubber on the tire. Oh. They can no longer well, do it on a rim. That is not allowed. And we passed UDNF. two police officers. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's awesome. just keep going. <laughs> yeah, and that's just, I mean, and I think that that was the spirit behind, like, 
when I say we flew into the fairgrounds, I mean, we flew into the fairgrounds. Like if we had not been going 30 miles per hour through that tiny baby gate up the hill onto mm-hmm. the grass through the gravel, we wouldn't have made it up the hill onto the grass through the gravel to the finish. And, and that's wow. just kind of the, like, I don't know. What was and that I'm feeling? Aging my, what was that feeling uh, when you hand that time it was, card to the I mean, final all MTC? All I was doing was looking at the clock, and I knew Preston was watching. I fucking knew Preston. Sorry, bleep me out. I knew Preston was watching, and all I'm doing is looking at the clock and looking at our lateness time and knowing that he will, Preston, one of my best friends, will disqualify me if we are thirty and a half minutes late. He will. Like that's it. But yeah, at the same that. time, I respect that. I'm good friends However, with Preston as well. I will say this: Preston, though, will look at you with pride, having oh, been yeah, able to 100%, complete that. A hundred percent, and that's why I respect that he would disqualify me because I know that he would do it to anyone, and he is extremely fair and a rule follower. But that's why the whole time we're transiting and Myron's like, how much time do we have? I said, don't worry about it. Just get us there. Don't worry about it. Just get us there. You know, and in the meantime, I'm like, we have seven minutes to spare. We have six minutes to spare. We have five minutes to spare. And then we go through and I mean, I threw my card at, it was Sam uh, Caltech that was there at the finish. And I said, we made it. And he looks at the car (laughs) And I said, we made it, <laughs> you know, and, and they take the time card and I take a picture of it and whatever and get out of the car, return the rally safe, blah, blah, blah. And here comes Preston, his polo. <laughs> and he says, what was your lateness time? And I said, 24 minutes. And he says, it was 25. <laughs> and I was like, damn. And he goes, I thought I was going to catch you off guard. And I said, did we minute? Did we finish on like, three seconds of the next minute and he was like yeah and so i gave him that but i thought it was 24 and it was really 25 but i knew he was watching and that is what we need the director of competition to do is to be able to walk up to someone that they are you know close to and hold them to the same standard that they would hold anyone to um but yeah no coming up through that gate on to the fairgrounds was it was it, it was a it was about 40 miles of anxiety gone wow. yeah it was um i don't even know what to say about that I, yeah i don't again. i don't either because his dad had already left us in the dust <laughs> yeah I, I i don't even know uh, it was a really yeah. great feeling and we're making so much noise and it's all this horrible noise. And, you know, they had already started the podium, obviously, because, you know, we're in the back of the pack and that's how they do it now. Um, but there was, I mean, we caught attention and everyone was looking and I'm like, but this is the good rim. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was mainly, it was really nice to see his dad, see us get out of the car in one piece because you could see the dad in him and the worry. Um, and so seeing that kind of weight come off of him and then the anger, which is fine. Like we've all done that. (laughs) I had a dad that I used to race with. And, Mm -hmm. and so there's always the anger there, but the, the, the sight of seeing the weight literally come off his shoulders was 
I'm not sure if even I, anger I is the right him. word. Well, no, frustration, yeah, maybe? no, it's it's probably not yeah. the right word. Um, yeah, apprehension, frustration. Yeah. Uh, just 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 a wait. Um, and you know, I said, George, I'm sorry. I told you I'd bring him to the finish. They got him here. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Uh, and the best part, he comes up to me. I like, I get out of the car and I pull my, you know, my race suit. I put it around my waist, and he comes up to me and he goes, "You know, you got a problem." And I go, "What's what's up, Dad? Wow, what's my problem?" He goes, "You're doing Colin McRae stuff, and we don't have a Colin McRae budget." <laughs> and, I, and I go, "I go, listen, man. At this point, I don't even know what to tell you. Don't even make me think about it right now." <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was, uh, it was hilarious. And, and the best part is we, you know, they're doing all the podiums and, you know, going through everybody in regional and limited to wheel drive and, you know, all the, all the regional stuff. And, um, I see Martin Brady, um, walking towards something. I don't remember. And I go, Mr. Brady, how are you? He goes, Hey, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Allison knows Martin pretty well. And, um, yeah, he said he talked to you. (laughs) There is no short conversation with Martin Brady. No, but but this conversation is worth it. Oh, every time. I love the man. This one got this one got cut a little bit short because as as Martin and I are talking, I hear over the microphone, and for open four wheel drive, Myron, uh, and I'm like, yeah, they're calling me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh... My brain, my brain just shuts off, and I hear my name, and I go over there. I'm like, wait a minute, what am I getting an award for? The biggest like moron of the event? What's going on? (laughs) That's what I thought we were getting. Yeah, yeah, and and I walk up there, and he goes. You got first place for open four wheel drive, and I go. I am getting a participation award. Thank you very much. We were the only one, <laughs> but it so, is a participation. I mean, it, it is, but it's it's a you you, you finish. No, I mean, no. I mean, we press all on know regardless award. Particip- we call yeah. that one. I would rather it be a POR award yeah. than a first place. You know, yeah, but like, I, but again, but it was still. And and you know they he. They, I guess we. I popped the champagne, which was unbelievable, and and they gave me an extra an extra bottle of champagne after that. And of that course, was mine. Uh, yeah, that was yours, but <laughs> I used it. Uh, Michael Hooper, I think it was Hooper, right? Hooper and Barbera came up to the stage and and paid yeah. me. Yeah, um, they're they're pretty with, good at uh, that. champagne. Yep. And um, and then as we as I walked down with uh, like yeah, my Allison's champagne, which I took. Um, <laughs> I uh, I go to my so fun. I go, I go up to my father and I open the second bottle and I go, this is, now it's your turn. And, and I, he got a little bit of a champagne shower as well. Um, and it was just a, it was a good day. I mean, again, I came back a couple thousand dollars in, in mechanic bills now, but, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, um, but that's what, that's what father son memories are made of. Exactly. It's pretty special. That's just awesome. So you've, you've done two rallies now. Um, neither of them easy. <laughs> Not that anything yeah, no. in rallying is easy, to be honest. Um, so, so how do you feel? Are you still, uh, still as uh, obsessed with this uh, crazy little sport of ours as you were before? Um, it's a lot different when you're watching it behind the screen. Uh-huh. Um, and that's what I tell a lot of people. I mean, now, you know, a lot of people that I that want to get into the sport, uh, I have a lot of friends that are like really interested and in, in whatnot. And I say, um, 
behind a screen and and we say something in greek as well outside of the dance we can all dance um but getting into the dance and actually doing it is, is a big is a big difference um it's a lot of fun it's you you get you meet the cool people you do a lot of fun dumb stuff like myself um and it's just uh it's gotta you have you have to have a love for it because if, if you don't um you're gonna quit it's just you're gonna quit like it's it's if you crash or if you break something or if something goes bad um it's so easy to quit and it's so easy to say you know what i don't want to do this anymore i don't want to spend money anymore um and say you know it's not even worth it and another thing is you also have to put dedication into it because for us to get or any team to get to that point of actually racing there's so much work behind it yeah. Even if you do, even if you do an arrive and drive with anybody, there's still so much work yourself that you put into it. I mean, if you care, right? Yeah. Um, you you train on the weekends. You you work out if you have to work out so you can fit in the seat. Um, <laughs> you know, like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of stuff that you do behind the scenes you're that people just at, you don't, uh, you, videos. You're yeah, learning pace yeah. notes, whatever. Yeah, and 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 um. I to answer your questions, yeah, I'm still in love with it. Uh, do I want to race uh, anytime in the next two months? No, because um, I don't. I, I need to take a break. Like I, I need a rest, <laughs> right? So we're also uh, working on a degree at the same time. So you know, yes. we'll give you a little bit of leeway. Yes, yes. So um, we uh, we definitely don't have enough time to go to LSPR. Um, plans for the future, I think. Um, I don't want to run snowdrift. I don't like snow. Um, <laughs> Preach. I th- yeah, I think uh, I think either hundred acre wood or. Um, I will say this about so- snowdrift: it definitely <laughs> teaches you, you know, about when you get into those uncomfortable conditions, how how to manage that pace, right? Mm-hmm. Um, snowdrift is a battle wound that everyone should have at some point. I I agree. Um, and, and I've heard this from several drivers. I'm not a driver myself. Well, hand up. I, I admit that I've talked enough. I think that um, it's a good thing to learn about, you know, kind of the uh, fast is slow, right? Um, kind of mentality of sometimes learning how to manage that slow pace, but to be consistent because the conditions just don't allow you to push. Um, it's mm-hmm. a good thing to learn. And when you end up where, you know, um, the first day everything's fine and then all of a sudden deluge of rain comes through and you end up with muddy, slippery stuff, that might trigger, oh, snowdrift. This is how we handle that. Yeah. 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 Again, that's, it's, it's something we're going to, I'm going to look into. I, at the moment, I'm kind of, uh, like I said, we just got back and the hang, the rally hangover is, yeah, is yeah. huge. Um, and it's kind of at the moment, it's kind of still in the back of my mind. So right now, just so, kind of um, get, get the car reprepped, get it uh, cleaned up and 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 uh, parts replaced and, and, and unbent um, for the 2022 season. So what, what are you hoping to, or 2023? Gosh, years keep flying by here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, do you, what do you plan on uh, starting out with uh, in 2023 then? So it's either, it's either, uh, or um or sandblast my dad has run sandblast a couple of times and, and again that's a different story it's not ara but um sandblast may be the next event. 
Yeah, yeah, still a fun event, and a lot of people like it. It's close to us. It's in it's in South Carolina, mm-hmm. um, so we that might be the next step. Um, I think even before that, uh, I'm gonna do a lot more training, uh, whether it's with this car or with um, something a little bit stronger or something different or whatever. Um, we're gonna be definitely doing a lot of a lot of practice, a lot of training, a lot of uh, testing, um, because uh, we're I think. After being in these two rallies, I think we're in the sport to stay in it for a while. Um, we enjoy, you know, I enjoy it. My father enjoys it. Um, it's it's something to do, you know. If if um, as long as you got money to do it, it's something to do. I I so. love that, uh, you know, continuing that legacy. Um, you know, you know, as much as I love, you know, other new drivers coming in that that haven't heard of the sport before and they're just getting to it, whether it's video games or whatever, but also that the family heritage thing though, for those that can continue on with that. I, it's just, I think it's such a valuable thing and, and we can get that history from your family and, and how things were before versus how they are now. And I think we can learn from that. And I think it's a, a, a great thing as we uh, move forward. Yeah. Um, another thing is it's not a, uh... Another thing is, I gotta beat him too. I gotta be better than him. Oh, I see. <laughs> George is gonna be so mad. Oh, he's gonna listen to this and he's gonna call me right after, and he's gonna go, "You really think you're gonna be able to catch up with me?" Even oh, though, I can't and, wait. And, you know, my father and I, we have a great relationship. And and if you ask any of the older guys that are, that have been there for a while, um. They'll all tell you that he's a he's a fun dude to be around, and he's he's a genuine, hilarious guy. Um, but uh, we'll we'll get into it once in a while just to like joke around. And um, yeah, I mean, again, it's a uh, it's something to, to to look forward to. I'm like I said, I'm excited for the 2023 season. I don't think I, I don't think with the car we have or or the crew we have, we're really competitive. You know, to to be at the top of the leaderboard. Um, against any other people, but again, that's uh, that's something to think about. You know, if um, I know age plays a big role in, in a lot of this stuff because a lot of these guys are what in their thirty, like Mark Petkowski, even though he won his first event, his first national event, what thirty five almost. Um, yeah. You know, getting into especially like I, I keep going back to Patrick because Patrick is is so young still. Um, uh-huh. Like Patrick's 19 and, and he's already up there and he's pushing hard and, and I think he can really do something. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously budgets play a role and, uh, yeah. and, and, and you know, what he's had his experience already out there. So, you know, he's got, what, a year and a half of experience or almost two years now of, of stage yeah, experience two years. on you. So, yeah, it, it, it all adds I don't, up. I don't think... Age is just a member in rally, though. Yeah, I, I, I guess and. And the truth is, a lot of the, like I said, the younger you are, the, I mean, if we're really talking about the big, big picture, right? Um, Oliver Solberg started when he was like 16 in the United States and then moved to WRC. Um, I mean, it's it's a real possibility but, for Patrick. Or, he'd also been racing cars since he was yeah. eight. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. you really can't compare because when, when, you know, this is the same thing with uh, Kalarav and Para, you know, who's leading the WRC. These are these are kids that because of their family and where they live and and the opportunities that they have, you know, they have a decade of experience before they, you know, or more before they get into, 
you know, actual stage rally as we know it. And there is nothing that can compare to that, right, that we have here in the States. Yeah, exactly. it's, just, it's just another scale. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a it's a chance to get into the WRC, but it's you know, people get old and teams need people and um you know, I mean, Travis if Travis does listen to this at some point, I know Ree will. Um uh <laughs> Ree tell Travis that uh uh hopefully one day I can be in his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but with not as many I, I guess not as many that's a good bones. question though. And, yeah. and and one I guess I don't really ask that you know like it's what is your your kind of goal here as you've you know started to learn, you know, there there's still a, a lot to develop but is that something that you know you you've got your career, you've got your business um shameless plug uh for uh, uh was it American Truck Repair is that what it is? Yep. Um, yep. Yep. And we'll get into that, I guess. But um, you know, is that a goal that to to do this professionally to the point that maybe a big team would be looking at you? Um, listen, to be in a rally is one of those things that it's it's kind of the thing they also say with leaders, right? Is it a natural thing or can it be can can it be learned? Um, I don't consider myself a naturally great driver. Um, I feel like if I keep practicing and keep going forward, I don't want to say my times are already kind of, I can't say my times are proving anything because I haven't won an event, right? I haven't moved up. Am I happy with my times at the moment? Yes. And, and what I'm able to do. Um, but there's rallies a very, it's a, it's a maturity sport, right? Like as yeah. you, as you keep going and going and going, you mature, you get better, you get faster. Do I want to do it professionally? To be honest, I don't think I'm good enough to, to end up, you know, being in somebody's uh, place like that. But um, would it be nice to, you know, run, you know, if for example, Subaru Motorsport calls up myself or again, Pecky would come back to Patrick and they say, Hey, you want to run an event for us? I mean, that'd be awesome to do. I, anybody would wish to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if it's Subaru or if it's Mitsubishi comes back in the future, which I doubt that, but, uh, or if uh, Hyundai with Ken Block is actually here as a, as a, as a, as a regular team or Citroen or whoever um, comes here from, from the, you know, ARA is growing and, and the rally scene in the United States is growing as well. Um, and being a young guy and, and young guy, girl, whatever. in um, in, in the leaderboard somewhere uh, make, will make a difference. Uh, you might end up, you know, driving for one of these people or, or one of these companies. And, and that would be a, a hell of an experience to have. Sure even would. if sure would. you know even if you're not you're not being paid to do it you know because realistically like i said i i don't find myself i don't see myself being a professional driver or or being travis you know i, I can't be travis so um, i don't think any of us could be travis i mean <laughs> not not just in, <laughs> in skill but enough. just in personality <laughs> the man is an enigma yeah. um we love him to death that's why we all do love him and uh yeah he has 199 lives and we do Listen, not yeah I've, right i've broken i've broke i'm i'm not catching up to travis but i've broken some stuff travis has broken so travis if you've broken your sternum give me a call and then we can we can grieve over that together because i've broken <laughs> mine as well <laughs> uh so you know and and um i mean it's like i said it's something to look forward to and i'm definitely happy to be back I'm happy to have my father back in the, in the, in the sport. I'm, I'm happy to be in the sport and I'm happy to be around people that, um, that enjoy the sport as much as I do. Um, 
and uh, compete around people that that enjoy it as much as we do. It's 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 awesome to be in some involved in something like this. It, it truly is. And, and, and I must say, it's, it's just kind of comical that your dad, his first name's George, and the last name. I mean, just. I, <laughs> yeah. I almost, I, I almost I just spit out my drink <laughs> thinking that, but. <laughs> yeah. And, and he did for a while. What he used to do was rather than say his full name, George George Coppolis, what he did was he put George Coppolis. So then, you know, it's it's kind of easier for people to remember. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But. <laughs> I'm sure, like I said, if you guys if you guys um, talk to any of the older guys, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure Travis well, they, will remember him. Yeah, I, yeah, I think they, your dad stopped as as, right about the time I started get, getting into it deep, so I I probably yeah. just missed out. Yeah, like I said, I think I, if you look back, I, I'm I'm sure Ken Ken Block will remember um, will remember my dad. Alex Tosamina will remember him for sure. Yeah, um, as because soon as I, he, I posted, yeah, on Facebook they. I mean, it was within like six minutes. I think there were three comments on like, is that George's kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. And and it's funny. The reason why I say Alex will probably remember him back. In, I think it was Rally Colorado. He told me one of the rallies, uh, Ken had really, I mean, really kicked it into the trees and, and blocked off the entire road. And um, my father was the one right behind Ken in the starting order. And, um, you know, that luckily they came up right behind him and, protocol back then was a little bit different than today we didn't have rally safe yeah. or you know yeah so uh luckily my dad pulled over and, and ran almost like half a mile downstage to stop people way way in advance mm-hmm. because it would have been bad for for anybody you know and and um and i think ken was happy to to have somebody behind him that, that did that because there were guys back then and i'm sure people still do it today but uh that'll see somebody flipped over on the side and, and if there's no or, or that's blocking the road I mean, now it's different because of protocol, mm-hmm. but that will just keep them, t- you know, they'll keep driving because they, they think competition really makes that big of a difference. You know, we're, we're here to compete, but at the end of the day, we're still sportsmen. Safety first. You know? Safety first. Yeah, yeah safety first. And, and, and we're, we're, we're competitors, but we're like, we're family at the same time, you know? Like, and the nice thing about care. Rally Safe, actually, what's kind of funny is it should encourage you to stop more because they can see that and credit you the time back. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and like I said, for me, the biggest thing is if um, we're yeah, we're competitors, we're competing against each other, we're competing against times and and we're trying to beat each other. But at the end of the day, we're still in the same sport. We're still in the same boat. Um, and, and we all love the sport the same. So, yeah, um, well, yeah, I mean, I'm super excited that we have um, another. Uh, sorry, you're young into me. Um, another young person that's getting into this, um, especially with the family heritage, that that always uh, adds a little something extra. And um, I'm excited about your future. Shameless plug time, though. So we, we got to mention, you know, the how people follow you and your exploits uh, going forward. Um, so what's the uh, Instagram, Facebooks, and things like that, so we can uh, see how so, to follow yes. uh, what's going on with Myron uh, Georgiakopoulos. Yeah, shameless plug. Um, let's see here. A, my Instagram is uh, ATR underscore Rally Team. Um, that stands for American Trucker Pair underscore Rally Team. Yeah, you guys can go ahead and follow me there or send me a message or any dumb pictures you have of me that I look like a, a doofus, which is most of the time. Um, but uh, that's really that's really about it. I don't think we do much else other than that. Um, you guys can go to our website also. American dash truck repair.com. My email's on there. If you want to shoot me an email for business inquiries or whatever. Um, 
What's American Truck Repair yeah. do? Uh, we do heavy duty diesel. So um, any equipment that weighs over twenty six thousand pounds, we'll, we'll you know we'll service it. Um, we also do excavators and um, all the big stuff. Other large, yeah, large machinery. Um, we work on a lot of counter caterpillars and some you know. Uh, Kubotas and whatnot, Cummins engines and things like that, yeah. Allisons, all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. So we do. We work on a lot of tractors and a lot of um, tractors, trailers, dump trucks, basically. Yeah, and and at the same time, I guess we're Subaru guys, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, that's another thing we also do. But that we do that on the side. And um, if anybody's got questions about what they want to set up their car as or what they want to do or whatnot i'm open to you know give you what i know am i an all-knowing god about everything absolutely not because i still break a lot of stuff so and make a lot of <laughs> make you make a lot of a mistakes lot there, bud. you're learning yes, a lot yes. yeah and then but you, you share break that them knowledge. confidently <laughs> yeah i break them confidently and i guess uh, i keep going and um <laughs> uh, man again I, I i remember as soon as we hit that ditch and and we get back on the stage uh i started laughing Allison, you remember that i started laughing on stage yeah yeah and i and i was like i don't care at this point just go <laughs> <laughs> and all i can think was your cat's gonna yeah yeah but whatever he just uh, gave us the conversation of don't beat your times drive oh, smart yeah. all these things so i was like so, don't worry george so i i don't We've mean to it. mention this but <laughs> you realize that that same exact stage randall is the one that you guys were the eighth you know that that was where you guys were eighth out of uh, regional the fastest stage that you guys had done versus your competition it was a great stage and then the next run through <laughs> is when you guys been it there so yeah. Hey, man. Okay. Did, you see, did George tr- pay you to say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just hey, me looking at the data on 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 sneak attack. I mean, I'm gonna say blame Nathan Usher. He's the one that makes the site. I, I'm sorry. I would never blame Nathan for anything <laughs> negative. Nathan, we love you, and you're perfect. We do love Nathan. And we love sneak attack. We do love. Yeah. Like what, yes, what, that data uh, and being able to compile saying, is awesome. Yeah. What I should be saying is that that second time around, I was because I didn't know I was eight. That's new information to me, but. Uh, that same time around, I would guess I wanted to be first, and that's the reason why we <laughs> we hit the we hit the ditch. But um, we knew we could do it, though. Either way, yeah. we don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. But again, you don't. We don't have a comical budget, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, before we go, I do have to also, uh, Allison. It's great to see you back in a car. I know you had some transitions in life and stuff, and you moved out east. And you're doing fewer rallies, but it seems like you're kind of back into it, getting reconnected with the rally family. But you're also doing this really cool thing in between. And I want you to talk a little bit about your kind of rally event planning thing that you've been doing over these last year or so and and uh, whether that's continuing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, life is life and COVID's COVID. So there were a lot of um, different things that came up recently. And I really... I told myself at the beginning of the year, if I was able to do one rally, it would be a good year. Um, And in the meantime, I knew that, and I know that uh, the longer a co-driver is away from events physically, the easier it is for us to be not necessarily forgotten, but overlooked or, you know, replaced, whatever it may be. Um, So I remember just, 
laying in bed one night at like 2 a.m. just thinking, how am I going to be able to stay in rally without being in rally? Um, because you can only reshare so many old pictures. <laughs> and yes. at that point, uh, you know, I had, I, I was, I was getting to a point where I was just, I, I kind of lost my confidence. Um, and I knew I wasn't going to be out there and there's all these young kids coming up and I say young kids because I'm not one anymore. Um, you know, and then there's the uh, like old, like sensei co-drivers that, you know, there's this weird middle age gap, um, that I felt like I was falling into and just one night at like 3 a.m., I just thought, well, if there can be an arrive and drive, why can't there be an arrive and co-drive? Um, and obviously, there can't really be an arrive and co-drive. But I-, I thought that, you know, I'm not going to be at the events, but I've been at these events before. I know how to prep for them. I know what's needed. Um, and there has to be someone out there that has been in my shoes before where you know, work, you're working 45 to 50 hours a week. You're catching a red eye to go race these races. You're using all of your PTO to come back at a midnight flight. You know how the West coast is uh-huh. and, you know, and then get to work the next morning at 8 a.m. and pretend like you're not exhausted at all because you want to be able to go to the next race next month and not let your boss know that it affects your work. Um, and so I, I just thought, well, what if I were to offer my services to co-drivers just like I was and, and now back am um, for a small fee? Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, we spend hours on these movements and logistics and maps. And, you know, sometimes they seem like it's hours for nothing, but then sometimes you fall back on them and you just, you know, are so thankful that you did that work because it, you know, saved X, Y, and Z, or you were able to make your MPL because you had your maps to fall back on while you were changing a tire or whatever it may be. Um, And so I I just, I, I thought that I would try to, I was really nervous, actually, mainly because I was afraid I was going to be a Max Tech team meme. Um, <laughs> uh, so I reached out to a few of, of my um, you know, old school rally friends, and I said, would you pay for this service? And they all said, yes, that would save us hours of work. Um, so I, I started posting on North America Rally um, page on Facebook that, you know, I would be willing to do movements and, uh, maps and, um, Dan Kohlberg actually reached out and was like, well, I don't need movements, but I really need maps. And so then I split it up because that made more sense. And, um, and, you know, honestly, the whole time I've never kept track of who's, who's bought what and who owes me what and who's done whatever. Um, I just really wanted to try to keep my name out there because it is challenging. Like I've told other co-drivers, we really have to, pardon my French, pimp ourselves out. Because if if we aren't willing to say that we are an available, great service to offer a driver, that's it. Like that, that is, you know, the driver will find someone else that says they are. Um, so yeah, so I, I started doing uh, movements and I actually worked with a team that we went international, which was really intimidating, but it went really well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, now I'm able to 
and again, it's it's really at this point not for the money, but you know, we have, I have safety crews that are contacting me for maps for each event and sweep crews that just know, and I give it to them free because honestly, at the end of the day, my goal was to keep my name alive and present in the rally community as a co-driver without physically being there. And, and I think that I've achieved that goal uh, because I have, I, I do, I don't even really post about it anymore, uh, but I get a consistent amount of requests each event whether or not I'm racing it, I'll make the maps just because I want to be that positive influence on the rally community. And I also kind of just want to be that person that reminds these younger, again, not to age myself, uh, co-drivers and teams that maps are important. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's just something about opening up a map and I call love, me old school. I love old I, school maps. I love and- Maps. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, for me, yeah. when I was a kid, um, I, I grew up in a family that we did a lot of road trips. Um, we'd go down every every other year. We'd drive down to Arizona by different routes to see my grandparents for Christmas. Yeah. We would do a lot of camping. And do you remember uh, AAA made the thing called a trip tick? Oh my gosh! Yeah, a trip tick. Yes. You remember the trip tick? <laughs> and it was that, that little anymore, right, though. the fold over yeah. do the zoomed in map thing, right? Yes. And my dad taught me, and I I guess I didn't realize maybe how much that probably has influenced my rally obsession. And it probably has, actually. You're kind of bringing that up. And my dad taught me how to read maps back then. Yeah, and we just, I I would know, uh, you know, the distance and approximate time it would take us to get places and stuff. And it was all in that. And this was not using Google Maps, no GPS. No. Physical maps, folks. And, and that's, uh, that's, I love it. Yeah. That's the thing about, you know, I, I teach people how to use these maps offline, but at the end of the day, they're, you can use them offline. However, you still need to be able to know where you are and where you need to go. Exactly. Um, and that is rally. And if you can't do that, then maybe take a step back and learn those fundamentals to get through rally. But there are so many kids, again, I say kids, that have just told me why well, I don't need maps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's, you do. Uh, that's you just, that's do. rally. That's rally. And, and that's what, you know, I, when I post that I'm selling maps or whatever it may be, I don't accept any money until after the event's over. And even at, at that point, I have no idea who I sent the maps to. I don't keep track of it, but I just ask them to respond to me with what worked well and what didn't, because I want to make it so that it can stay alive in this next generation that's coming up um, because that's just, I don't know. There's just, I feel like once maps are gone, like co-drivers are gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just, so anyways, I've, I I started this little project um, mainly to kill time while I was unemployed from COVID um, and, and to try to, make sure that not make sure but to just try to stay alive in the rally community um, because it's like you don't want to be too dissociated from your family you know it's it is my family honestly i see the rally family more than my my actual family before i moved out east um and like substantially more (laughs) um and so the fact of the matter was i i was scared to not be a part of that family anymore um and so i just had to get creative on on how to stay in there and and it worked 
least so far. I mean, I, I have, I'm done. This will be my fourth rally will be LSPR. And, and I wasn't, I was just trying to do one to just keep my morale high and, and to keep myself motivated. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited to, to be continuing through this year and, and hopefully next year with continuing to do the whole series. That's awesome. Well, um, we love having you in it. You're always tons of fun. Um, thank you for always being available to chat with us and uh, tell, help us tell the I stories. I love chatting with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah, you, you've always been a, been a good one to uh, to give us that behind the scenes that, uh, that some of the folks maybe shy away from. And uh, no, it's, well, it's a good I, you time. Well, you and I both know I don't shy away from much. Not much, Which my no. father would say is not my best trait, but... <laughs> I consider an advantage in in this space with media. So there you go. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think that, uh, everyone needs to know the, the highs and the lows of rally and, and just life in general, when it comes to rally and, you know, it's not just a, it's not just an Instagram page that has a million or however many followers. It's, it's real life. It's real work. It's real hard. You have to yeah. press on. You know, it's not just going to be that perfect post with the champagne popping. It's going to be that person like Myron, you know, exactly pulling off his side panel at the side of the road to try to make it work so that he could finish. Um, Excuse me. I think you called me the wrong thing, not the person, that jackass. And yes, you can believe that. (laughs) (laughs) You were kind of a jackass at that point, but just towards the car, not towards me. And the car kind of deserved it. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, listen. He literally, Mike, he ripped that quarter panel back, threw off the foam, like whatever, fire, whatever into the woods his brother actually i put it in the trunk so i wasn't trying to be you know take it in take it out right you know? so i picked it up and i put it in the trunk and his brother we get back to service and he, or to the finish and he's like what is this i'm like i don't know your brother dug it out from underneath the car and threw it into the woods <laughs> so i picked it up and put it into the trunk but yeah no we need that kind of spirit and i feel like that is a spirit that is easily lost in today's age um when you can scroll through social media and just see how easy everything looks. Yeah. It's, it, not. it's, a, it's everything's just a short um, reel or whatever. And, and there's these, yeah. you know, it, that's why with this podcast, I've always done this long format where we talk, you know, we, maybe we get sidetracked and whatnot, but you know, some people try and condense Squirrel. things, these, uh, what, huh? um, into these smaller, <laughs> shorter, you know, wham, bam, yeah, you know, that's get what, you, yeah, that's you what know, Gen some Z information, wants, but, but... I, I, I like really kind of getting more in depth and hearing these stories and um, I, it's what I enjoy. It's what me being, you know, that type of outdoors person that's kind of had to deal with, you know, challenges and things like that, that I, I can relate to. And um, I, I think that's more enjoyable. So there, there's definitely those of us out there that like that. And uh, I think the fact that you guys were able to have this incredible story of making to the finish Yes, first an open four-wheel drive of the one open four-wheel drive <laughs> first and last, <laughs> for first SDPR. And last, <laughs> but can we also say, how awesome is it that after dropping away from the championship because of issues with the county, SDPR is back? Yeah, they are. How cool is that? Yeah. The community coming it together is really great. to make this event happen 
And, you know, from what I saw from pictures on the green and things like that, there was no small it's turnout. It's just it was, like it used to be. No. It is. And and the spectators are absolutely amazing. I mean, we had people come in at service um, or like, you know, yeah, our service area on, on after the first day. And there were people like there, like we were, we were there to work until like 11 or 12 o'clock. And there were people there, like we just sitting there watching us. And, and you know, that, that's like amazing to me because usually the back, it's the same thing we were talking about before, how like the, the back scene of, of rally, you don't see it. Um, but these people, they want us, that's what they want to see. They want to see that more than the car sliding around through the forest. They want to see what it takes to get there. And, and that's all, that was awesome at SDPR. I mean, that was absolutely amazing. Like not New England, personally, myself, I like New England better as a rally, but, um, that's what was awesome at, at STPR was just people actually just wanted to just be there. It was, yeah. it was amazing to see. And to say it cor- correctly, was- it is a Susquehanna trail performance rally. I hope you guys get this right. Uh, Colin Clark and David Evans, who have uh, talked about it on the, uh, Dirtfish, they have their little podcast that they do. Um, again, Susquehannock Trail Susquehannock, Performance yeah. Rally. Yeah. Try and get it right, guys. And make sure, Dirtfish, if you hear this, Dirtfish, if you hear this, make sure to include me. But please don't make me as much of a jackass as I actually am. Just say... Just say some 21-year-old that's trying to become a Myron the mad is... Greek Georgicopolis. There we go. <laughs> we have now created the new persona, um, buddy. Brother, man. It, and it I'm, happens I'm... and it happens, yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, but, yeah, SCPR is – I'm I'm really excited to see it back on the, on the circuit. And it was actually my first ever event in 2014 uh, with my dad. And so – Going back and just—I mean, going back. I've been—I've done it pretty much every year that it's been a, a national event. Um, It's—it hasn't changed, and I actually still from my second year there, I met this set of twins, and it was a little boy and a little girl, and now they're in high school, and I still follow, like, I'm still friends with their parents on Instagram, and I remember being in park expose with their parents there and the kids got in the car and the little girl said well i want to be the driver because i want to be in charge and i whispered to her well the co-driver is actually the one in charge so she made her brother kick kicked him out to the driver's seat and she sat in the co-driver's seat and yeah it hasn't changed it's just such a it's such a great event and such a great atmosphere especially a park expose um, I, I was telling Myron, I think the only one that competes with SCPR is, is Rally Colorado, who gives a uh, police and fire escort through t- downtown, which which is pretty special. But there's just something about SCPR. Yeah, they get that, like, that, that like, uh, the look, like, like there's a marching band from the high school and yeah, all kinds I mean, of crazy stuff. You literally feel it's like awesome you're the And it's like everyone from the town. Yeah, it's awesome. And the princess or whoever from the fair, like gives you your time card and counts you down. Um, It's 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 a whole town event. It's a community thing. Yeah, exactly. And that and that's just something that 
you know, you, I always fear going into events that we're going to upset locals. So when we see things like that, and when we see things like us holding up traffic on a major highway, because we are rolling on a rim <laughs> and everyone goes past us, giving a thumbs up, even to the Tesla, like there's just, I mean, it's, it's embarrassing to say, but it's heartwarming, yeah, you know, it's like, special. like our sport has, has a life that is still ahead of it in the u.s um so yeah that's just we're excited that they're back and and hopefully we'll see them back next year myron allison thank you for telling us this ultimate (laughs) press on regardless story from stpr that's just wow (laughs) what an event um Obviously, there's plenty of stories that come out of that event and, and other people we should probably talk to. But but I think this was just truly a highlight. And uh, we look forward to seeing more. And uh, we'll be following your exploits in 2023, Myron. Hey, hey man, be careful. Because if you if you come out there and you tell oh, me, boy. hey, oh, you're not you're not being you're not being you're not you're not being flashy enough. Be careful. I'll pull off another call of McRae. <laughs> oh boy! Be, be careful. This, this time, this time, this time, I'll be, I'll be gluing the car together to get back in service. <laughs> I, I'm visioning so, like a hot about glue that gun. McCray budget. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we had zip ties, so yeah, we should. Make yeah, that. yeah. Zip ties and duct tape. They solve yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> uh, nothing's gonna hold him back. I can say that for for sure from being in in the right seat. This kid's going somewhere. Well, on accident, not on purpose. Well, have yeah, a exactly. no, fantastic off season. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, both of you, for coming on the show. And uh, thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we'll absolutely. It's amazing year. being here. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> All right. We'll talk Bye-bye. to you later. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye bye. Know what I hate? Big, bulky, underperforming batteries. Lighten your load with Performance Battery from Melee Design Firm. They have time-tested solutions for your race car, rally car, or even your daily commuter. Make sure you check us out at MeleeDesignFirm.com, a proud sponsor of the Open Paddock Rallycast since 2020. Well, thank you, Myron and Allison. You guys are uh, tons of fun to talk to, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Myron do more rallies. Uh, seems like the guy's got talent, so um, hopefully we can uh, see more of him because uh, we, we love that the sport's growing. We're getting these new competitors in, and it's just awesome. And I'd also like to thank, of course, our supporters, Oz Rally Pro and Melee Design Firm. Thank you all for supporting the Rallycast. And, uh, and, of course, our audio editor, Derek Johnson Love. Um, he always makes the sound that much better with all the little background stuff and whatnot. And make sure you always listen to the very, very end because he puts in little Easter eggs that are fun to listen to. So anyways, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, keep a shiny side up.
knowing what it was And they'll continue listening This is the part that never ends Yes, it goes on and on, my friend Goes on and on, my friend. Some people saw.